forever. Dog. Oh, I'm gonna be live. I'm gonna be live. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna be live. I'm gonna be live. Oh, hello, everybody. Welcome back. To another installment of the best show, the best show. It's called the best show because it is the best show. I've heard all the rest. You've heard the best. Now you've heard the rest. Now try the best, and it's the best show. Everybody's podcast is awful. It's the best show and double threat. We got a great show for you tonight. Tonight it's uh it's uh, uh best show boot camp comedy Tom Sharplin comedy boot camp. You. Maybe you got to do a toast at a wedding. Maybe you want to do a, 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 a speech at your school and you need some help with that, right? Maybe you want to do these things. Or maybe you're a professional comic and you want to just get better. Well, you came to the right place. Because you know it. It's the best show. I'm the best. Nobody's funnier. We know the score. You know the score. I know the score. So you call up 201-989-0012 and just give it a few minutes before you call up. We're just resetting the phone system uh, and then call up. Give it 10, then you call up. Is that fair to say 10 and then we'll, we'll, re, we'll, we'll start taking calls. Talk about boot camp baby i'm gonna work it and you're all gonna get good at it and uh, you're gonna be funnier than you ever thought you could be you're gonna look back and be like i'm funny now because i went to tom sharpling comedy boot camp we'll work out the 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 negatives we'll get the positives in we'll figure some uh, funny openers and some jokes and Get you wittier. You're gonna pre. Everybody's gonna get better with this. To me too. Sometimes, like the song said, the student is the master wrapped around your finger by the police. Let's get to it. It's best show time. Let's get the theme going. Five, four, three, two, 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 one, go. Best show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the best show here on another Tuesday night. It's uh, what month is this? February. That's right. It's February. A beautiful Valentine's Day evening. How's everybody doing? Love is in the air. Can't you feel it? Can you feel the love tonight? 
here on the Basha. Love indeed in the air. The phone number 201-989-0012. If you want to get in on the action and be a part of tonight's show, so much to do tonight. It is the boot camp, baby, tonight. Tom Sharpling's comedy boot camp. I'm going to beat you all into shape, get you strong, get you funny. Thank you. There's the me as a drill sergeant. I appreciate that. That uh, That's great. Um, now, it's really going to be fun. Because, um, look, I got the gift. You know I got the gift. I can be funny, and it's maybe all I can do in this life is be funny, and uh, I'm good at being funny. I'm good at slot machines. I'm good at catching something. If I initially bobble it, I can sometimes grab it a second time before it hits the floor. That's it. That's all I'm good at. Those three things. But boy, oh boy, am I good at them. I'm also good at ordering food at uh, drive-in, the drive-throughs. Good at that. So good at four things. Funny. Catching something at Bobble. Ordering at drive-through. And I can't even remember one of them now. That's how not. Oh, slot machines. I'm good at slot machines. Air hockey. Thank you. Somebody just said. Good at five things. Got a real jerk type scenario going here. No, 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 no. But Tom Sharpling's comedy boot camp. We will get into it. Um, why don't we. Uh, oh, we just heard from. Uh, De La Soul. From the stakes is high album. From 1996. Super MCs and rest in peace. Trugoy. Uh, I remember buying that De La Soul album. The week it came out. Three feet high and rising. Got that. Yeah. That was, oh, I loved it so much. Tribe Cold Quest, Ayla Soul. It was all my favorite stuff and nothing changed. These things, just, they're just life changers. That De La Soul album. Never heard anything like it. It was, um, it was the perfect kind of record for where I was at at that time and Changed the way you look at sampling and, and the building of music. And it also made you realize that uh, Flo and Eddie. Not cool, guys. Not cool. But also, look, you pay somebody for a little sample, you throw them a little money for a sample. But 
but you think about Flo and Eddie with the turtles. All they did was rip everybody off. Oh, suddenly we're a surf band. We're the Crossfires. Okay, now we're a good time, fun, happy band. We sound like Love and Spoonful. They did it before us. Oh, now we're psychedelic, and they do that. Now we're folkies. Now we're here. It's not. They were sampling. The turtles were samplers. They were sampling everybody. They were not here to condemn Flo and or Eddie. We're here to celebrate the life of the late, great De La Soul. Uh, the late, great De La Soul's member, True Goy. It was uh, very sad. And it seems like we're doing more of these every week. So... I'm going over. Can I just try one of these phone calls? Just like a phone, not a Zoom, but a phone. Okay, let's 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 do it too. We'll see where we're at with everything, and then uh, let's do it to it, baby. Hello, best show. Hello, is this Tom Sharpling? Mm, it is. It is. To whom am I speaking? Hey, this is yet another Mike from Minneapolis. How's it going? Oh, it's going great. How are you, Mike from Minneapolis? I'm going well. I'm doing well. I'm trying to restrict my uh, incessant giggling because I got yelled at last time for that. No. I'm trying to keep it on the DL with the incessant giggling. Mike? You giggle as much as you want. You giggle as much as you want. How are you, Mike? I'm fine. I'm fine. So, yeah, this is a topic that close close to home because uh, uh, I got uh, caught, caught a lot of flack from my, uh, my giggling that caused you to believe that I was smoking some herbage or something. But it was just I just find you to be a highly amusing individual. So sorry about that, that I find you so oh, funny. Oh, you don't, you don't <laughs> apologize for that. You don't apologize for that. That's the nicest thing anybody ever said to me. It's the nicest. You should hear the, you should hear the mean things people say to me, Mike. You should hear them. Now, no one ever, this is a thing that, this is a, a topic that's come up more than once where, where you think people are just uh, bemoaning you uh, behind your back. I, I failed to see. I don't know anybody who's ever said a bad thing about you ever. Yeah. Hang around a little longer. You'll, you'll get the, you get the feel, but I'm not here. Talk about that. Anybody wants to not like me, God bless them. No. You don't like me. Who, who cares? I know. I know who I am. I know who I am, Mike. So, Mike, you want to go to Tom? Okay. I forgot what it was like in the laughter. Yes, um, I do. Yes, I would like to go to your comedy boot camp. You want to go to Tom Sharpling's so comedy yes, sir, boot camp. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Well, listen here. Grunt. <laughs> I've been called a lot of things in my life. I've never been called a grunt. Well, you listen here, Grunt. <laughs> grunt. Yeah, Grunt. I think I said it right. Grunt. All right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Okay. What do you want? What do you want? Do you want to be? Are you funny? Are you funny, Mike? Yep. No, no, no. I'm I'm amongst my uh, core group of friends. I'm considered to be funny. But here's the problem, and this is the same thing. And I brought this up with you in previous calls is um, somebody like you who I, uh, who I know is so much funnier than me, 
I'm so deeply respectful. I can't get around the fact that that I can just try to be naturally funny. I've got to be louding and, and compl- overly complimentary and and okay. overly right. uh, uh, formal. And so hold I on, Shh. I can't be myself, hey. man. Hey, when the general's Done. talking with the <laughs> the grunts, you listen. You listen, grunt. When I talk. If I could ever have something this funny in my life, if I could ever have so, can you imagine if something was this funny, the way Mike from Minneapolis is laughing it up? I ain't got nothing like this. All right. Oh boy. So you, you feel you're the funny one amongst your friends, and are your friends a bunch of stiffs? Are they just not funny at all, or are they no, kind no, of? No, no, we're we're we're. We're all geeks. We're all geeks, and we, you know, we all have our pop culture interests and stuff. And yeah. I throw in jokes every once in a while. And well, give me a joke. Good, give me but, something you throw. Get, give me an idea of one of the okay. moments where you scored, and everybody was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh yes. Mike, you're Yesterday. so funny." No, no. Okay, here, here we go. Yesterday, I happened to be because I am a geek. I happened to be a member of a, uh, a mushroom foraging group. So we forage mushrooms and we eat mushrooms in Minnesota. There's lots of mushrooms to eat up here. So we had our meeting. We had our monthly meeting yesterday, and somebody was talking about um, how long spores in mushroom when you're mushrooming. How you know spores are the reproductive part of a mushroom. I don't know if you're very familiar with mushroom my, mycological entomological aspects of mushrooms, but mushrooms have spores. And somebody was asking how long spores last in the wild, and I said, apropos of nothing, this is my big joke. I said, according to amateur mycologist, Mr. Abraham Lincoln, uh, um, spores last four spores in seven years. That's what I said. That was my joke. It's not, it's not a good joke, but it was fun because it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's wordplay and it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. But, and, sure. you know, Abraham Lincoln, and I thought it was funny. Mike. Okay, Mike, I got <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got good, I got good I got good news. What are you talking to Bert Kreischer here all of a sudden? I got good news and I got bad news. The, oh god, this is terrible. Oh yes. The good me, news good news one. is you're very funny. That's the good news. I know what the problem is. But the bad news? Oh God, help me! The bad news: you're funny for a mushroom collector. Yeah, see, there you go. That's it. That's my that's my thing. I'm funny amongst the weird geek friends I have. Mm-hmm. All right, let's figure something out that you could actually be funny with when you're talking to your mushroom friends. Mm-hmm. What if you find a mushroom that's like a bad, like a kind of what would be like a a crummy mushroom you'd find? A crummy mushroom is called an amanita. You know the ones that are in uh, Lewis Carroll, the the. Uh, All right, take uh, it easy. Lewis with Carroll this. novel. Okay, the- take it. I don't need the whole. Uh, I'm not in the club. Okay, I'm not in this mushroom club. The, 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 the red ones with the white spots, the classic mushrooms. 
I'm not hey, suddenly. I'm not suddenly going to know about mushrooms because you just said one had spots well, on everybody it. Everybody knows Lewis. Everybody knows Lewis Carroll and the and the you know Alice in Wonderland mushrooms. Everybody knows that reference. Okay, or okay. I'm, hey. No, you might be dating yourself there because uh, you. And if you're dating yourself for that, that means you're 170 years old. Um, why don't you say this? <laughs> You find one of these lousy okay. little mushrooms. Say you find a little twerpy uh, mushroom, right? Yeah, twerpy mushroom, yes. That's- and you say, uh, <laughs> why don't you say something like, uh, say, you know, I, we, we've all heard of magic mushrooms. This is a tragic mushroom. Oh, that's a zinger. My God. You're, that is genuinely good. My, uh, I yet to, all right. This is why you were the best. Then, that is a genuinely good joke. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> Holy moly. If I could laugh, if I could laugh, if I could have one hour of what's of being in your head laughing like that. Yeah. Again, again, I'll say it before I say it again. You're a highly amusing individual. There, I said okay. it. Well, you're sweet to I'm say. not taking so, it back. So you got here's a tragic mushroom. Then why don't you let me see if I could find some jokes? Gary the Squirrel lent me his uh, joke book, the uh, Milton oh, yeah. Ball. Let's see. Oh, I love the I love those old school joke books. Mushrooms, mushrooms. Any jokes about mushrooms? Mushrooms, mushrooms. Let's see. Mother. I just came up with a score pun. Um. Why don't you say? Uh, yeah, no mushroom jokes. Muggers, though. How about this? Say this Muggers. to the group. Say this to the group. Thank God for the muggers in Manhattan. Without them, there'd be no human contact at all. <laughs> so it's a shame. You know, it's much, much more uh, got much more zing in the original Gary voice, but I, but I, but I enjoy it anyway. And Gary lent me the book for that. So, so you got the tragic mushroom line, and then yeah, uh, that was the, that was as good. That's gold. As they Seinfeld, as they say on the Seinfeld, that's gold, Jerry. It's gold. That is what they say on the Seinfeld. Um, yep. What if you say something like, uh, "I'll be right back. I gotta uh, take a shiitake." <laughs> that one. That one actually has been used, probably okay. by me. All right, then let, let's see. Uh, okay, then say, uh, got a, we all know what a walkie-talkie is. This is a walkie-shit-talkie, and you start talking into the mushroom and go, hello, hello, anybody there? Anybody there? Hello? Walkie-shit-talkie, walkie-shit-talkie is, is rather solid. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to utilize that. And also so you got tragic mushroom, tragic mushroom, walkie-shit-talkie. Yep. Walkie-shit-talkie. Then what if yeah, you do? Give me another type. Give me another type of mushroom, and I'll. Uh, I'll. Uh, well, there's the morel. That's the. There's a morel. So people people make jokes about morels a lot because it sounds like moral. So people use that a lot in, in dumb puns. Okay. What about? Um, give me another one. I'm not doing what everybody else does. Um. Uh, there's a puffball mushroom, deer mushrooms, uh, chicken of the woods, hen of the woods. These are all edible mushrooms. I don't want to give you anything that's going to kill you. Uh-huh. 
Porcini. Yeah, yeah that's, okay, Porcini. That's There's word. something with Porcini here. What about uh, uh Yeah. What if you say the the chicken of the woods, right? The chicken of the yeah. woods. Nah, that sucks. Never mind. Hold on. You gotta be more. What, what I'm picking up on you, Mike? Are do you press? Do you press mm -hmm. when you do your mushroom comedy? Are you pressing like? No, no, no. I wait for, I, I wait for the proper lull and and you know get a, a level of familiarity and then I throw out a little zinger and people enjoy it and then they keep keep looking for mushrooms. It's it, it's not. I'm not performative. It's mm -hmm. it's just you know, nice little way to break the ice. Well, why don't you say you know all the? Here's one for you. You know the, the you all remember the show Make Room for Daddy, right? And then they go, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And you go, well, th this is mushroom for Daddy. And you go, and I'm Daddy, and you throw a mushroom in your mouth, and you start eating it. <laughs> all right. But th no, no, we're not done yet. No, we're not done yet. Now you make then now you make like you're choke now you make like you're choking on the mushroom. They go. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis style. Jerry Lewis style, there's yeah. Several there's several things wrong with that. Uh, that. First off, you said make room for daddy, and then you goofed on me for my Lewis Carroll. How, make room for daddy debuted in what, 1948? Yeah. Hello, doctor. Yeah, you think I was there for it? <laughs> and to throw a bra mushroom in my mouth would, would violate every aspect of a professional mycological researcher such as myself. No one should ever hear Okay, kids listening. Don't ever eat raw mushrooms. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll get sick. Don't eat raw mushrooms. There's, there's gotta be some mushroom you can pick up off the ground and eat though. Nope. Well, unless you enjoy, enjoy uh, spending a lot of time when you're with your turlet, I would highly advise against it. What if you say, you like how I, uh, get to work I picked that from you. Then what if you, do, you okay. Sir. Then what if you do this? What if you do this? You take everybody, you got a mushroom and you say, oh, it's a raw mushroom. <laughs> and you say, I'm going to cut out the middle, man. You throw it in the toilet. That'd <laughs> be great if there was a toilet in the woods, but that, but you already did. You had a walkie shiitake. And, and, and the, uh, uh, what was the, oh, crap. So you don't go first. back into somebody's house, these weird mushroom people. You don't go hang out in each other's houses. You only meet in the woods. No, yeah. I've never been in another person's mushroom. You, you, yeah. You don't go to their house. No, this is not a thing we do. I still think mushrooms. We, we I, meet I, out in the woods. We collect mushrooms. I still think mushroom for daddy is something. There's something with mushroom for daddy. Yeah, mush, there is. There is mush. Mushroom is 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 a fine uh, play on words. I, I mm. like that very much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you feel like you have enough material now to I, level up? You again? Just when you think I can't heap even more praise on you, you're you're a god amongst men, and I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it, and I'll, I'll praise it. And, and you're a highly amusing individual, and you're a master broadcaster. All the good things. I've uh, listened to you since 2010. I've bought all the stuff. I listened to the book. It's. Uh, I couldn't have a high, a more high opinion of you, and and yet you've exceeded my expectations with this call. So uh, you've you've made my upcoming mushroom season in Minnesota. Can you even? We got disconnected. I don't know how that happened. Must be a. Uh...
tech problem. Just blame it on the tech. Look, this mushroom guy. I like him. I like you, Mike. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. But we got a lot to do tonight, Mike. A lot to do. We've got busy phones going on here. Busy phones, hot phones, hot phones, busy phones. Let us take another a call. Hello, best show. Okay, hold on. Hold on, let me me Hold on. on. Of course, of course. Okay, hang on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let me turn the radio down. Yeah, turn turn the radio down. Oh, yeah, WMMR is always playing Bill Conti. The, the classic Bill Conti uh, uh, oeuvre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know who this is. Yeah. From the city of brotherly love. Roy Ziegler, Philly boy Roy. At your service. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How's it going? <laughs> well, I um, I guess we should address the elephant in the room, right? Yeah, yeah. Lot of lot of chatter a couple weeks ago. Okay, well, let's address the elephant in the room. Hello, elephant. What's your name? Mine's Roy. So, Want to compare trunks? So this is a literal. You're, you're, you are, Roy. I don't know how you just got. I you you USOB. You did it again. You always get can me. I, can I take it up another level? Oh, please do. Let's compare trunks. Mine's actually a Speedo, and as you can tell, it's way too small. Oh, there we go. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that really took it up a notch. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, um, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Super heartbreaking. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, man, we was playing so well, and we was scoring. But then they started making all these mistakes, and then it just seemed like they gave up. And I'll tell you, man, I'm just so upset with them. And I ain't been this disappointed in other people since the Hooters stopped playing Ska. So this is, you haven't been this disappointed since, since, okay, well, that's, look, there was, it was a thing when the Hooters stopped playing Ska, I guess, if you were a. Hooters fan, but uh, Roy, there's one thing I did notice. Uh, 
in everything you were telling me, because you're talking about the Super Bowl. The Eagles were in the Super Bowl, played the Chiefs. Uh, two weeks ago, you're on the show with me. We're doing this. We're going to do that. We're going to win. We, we, you said, you said we so many times. You'd think you were like, like you were on the team. But now they gave up. They made mistakes. I'm upset with them. Well, look, Tom, you know, if there's one thing I learned during my six years at Trump University, <laughs> it, it was buck passing. And, and okay. I also want to say I excelled at flagrant truth twisting and also forward hair combing. Oh, so you were a real uh, a real to top student there, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Not only that, I was captain of the Trump U basketball team. Really? Oh, yeah. There was a, I didn't know there was a sports program at uh, Trump University. Well, we were required to bring our own uniforms, but, you know, I led us to victories against Strayer University, Phoenix University, the Dick Shula College of Bartending, and Robert L. Blotzer's University of Rock. Uh, well, well, I didn't know that. I mean, I recognize you said the University of Phoenix or Phoenix, whatever it is. I've heard that name before. But I didn't know that Dick, what was it, Dick Shula, the, the football coach? Yeah. What, yeah he's what, at a bartending college. A bartending college. Yeah. Because yeah. who, who do you think of when, when you uh, think of how to mix a drink properly? Oh, well, the, you know, he, yeah. Yeah, the coach of the Miami Dolphins. He was always fixing, you know, screwdrivers and stuff between plays for Mercury Morris, Jim Kick, uh, Bob Greasy. So, okay, so that was so. And then you mentioned the, what was the other one? Robert, Blot, what was it? Show him some respect. Robert L. Blotzer's University of Rock. Oh, Ro is Robert L. Blotzer Bobby Blotzer? Yes, from Rat. From Rat, yes. The drummer from Rat. I didn't know he had a school of rock. Oh, yeah. And you you guys regularly defeated them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he was so impressed by me that he gave me, it was very touching, he gave me his leopard skin print bikini briefs that he wore on the uh, Dancing Undercover tour. Wow, that that's high praise. Yeah, that yeah. that he just doesn't do that for anybody. I'm sure. He no, he don't. He really don't. Yeah, he really don't. <laughs> no. All right. So you you you're probably wondering how I'm calling from one of the personal possessions I lost in my all or nothing Super Bowl bet. Yes, yeah? because if anybody didn't wasn't aware, two weeks ago when the Eagles made the Super Bowl. You you put together an incredibly risky bet where you like bet everything, like literally everything, everything, all of it. 
clothes. Do you want to hear? Yeah. Everything. Tell me. Tell me. I want to hear from you. All right. Well, strap yourself in because as Betty White said in All About That Lady, it's going to be a ride that's full of bumps in the road tonight, you animals. Okay. Wasn't expecting that as a quote, but. I know film. Yeah, you you really do know film. I do. I don't know. Okay. Not sure if it's Betty White, but. Um, Roy, the floor is yours. Okay. So obviously I'm beside myself after the game, right? Those guys let me down so hard. And I, like I said, I bit, I bet everything, our house, my dune buggy, all our clothes, my shellacked collection of ultra rare Philly centric wacky packages featuring Frank Rizzo crackers. Mm hmm. Remember that when the rapper featured Mayor Rizzo beating up a hippie with a truncheon made from Ritz crackers? <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, those those were very regional. Very rare. Yes. Okay, so game's over. Those guys blew it. And at midnight, I get a call from Jimmy the Noose. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I placed my bet with. Okay, with Jimmy the Noose. Yeah, and for th those who don't know, J Jimmy's a member of the Philly arm of the Kernelino crime family. Mm -hmm. so, What's interesting is they don't call him the noose because of any violent I inclinations. It's because he uh, he got his necktie caught in an elevator and almost got hanged. Well, that's actually um, that's not that's not usually how those those mob nicknames work. But so, I know, right? Like usually, it's you. You'd call him the noose because he's the one. He's the one working the noose. Absolutely, yeah. But well, that, well that's interesting. But so Jimmy the noose calls you at midnight. Yeah, and he says, "All right, man, you got to bring all that paperwork for your house, the dune buggy, everything, so I I can sign it over to his nephew Anthony." Mm-hmm. So what could I do? You know, I, I'm on the hook for this. So I head down to Philly, uh, to South Philly, to Jimmy's clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Tom, you ain't going to believe this, but as I'm pulling up, I can see smoke coming out of Jimmy's clubhouse. Really? It was on fire. Oh, oh, okay. Like and a, I hear, like I, a real, like a yeah, real fire. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I hear Jimmy screaming, oh my God, help, get me out of here, get me out of here. And for those who don't follow the Philly mob, I, I should tell you that Jimmy Denoose has, has like a little bit of a Guy Caballero thing going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, after the elevator incident, Jimmy started using a wheelchair, but the word on the street was that he could walk fine. He was just doing it so he wouldn't have to go do collections no more. Mm-hmm. Like Guy, yeah, a lot like, do you think he took that from Guy Caballero from SCTV? Oh, yeah, because he, he also wears a, uh, a, 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 a big metal uh, brooch on his, on his suit jacket that says respect. Okay. Yeah. So, so Jimmy the Noose is. You see his his club. What was it? His yeah, his hangout. His hangout. It's on fire. Yeah. So he's yelling help, 
and, and Tom, I'm the only one around. And, you know, like, like Bruce Springsteen, I, I'm not very spiritual, but I am very religious. Yeah, I don't know if that's, I, I, that might be the opposite, but go on. No, I love, like him, I love the costumes. I love all the oppressive rules, the fear, the tithing. <laughs> yeah, but oh, which yeah. parts don't you uh, appreciate? I don't like the thing where they pass that like basket around and I got to put money in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like the basket. That's not for me. No. Yeah. What about uh peace be with you? That part of you ever have that at, at, at church? <laughs> Spell peace. P E A C E. Oh, I thought you meant like a piece of a. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's. I don't know what church you're going to. Oh yeah, Church of the Poison Mind. Yeah, great song. All right. Oh yeah. So, anyway, even though I could have let Jimmy perish along with all the records of my flagrantly insane bet, mm-hmm. I knew I couldn't face Reverend Detweiler on my once yearly church visit if I didn't go in there and save Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, I was really feeling nervous. It was just like that scene in that movie, The Insiders, where Johnny and Ponyface go into that burning house and save those leprechauns. Okay, I I, I think I can put this into uh, non non Ziggler speak. Um, it's like that movie, The Ins, The Out. See now I'm doing. I can't even, Roy. I just. It's the movie's called The Outsiders, I believe, but now I'm not even sure if it is The Outsiders. Maybe it is The Insiders. You're, I think it is, yeah. You're getting to me, Roy. Yeah, they were insiders to all the cool stuff going on in Tulsa. I'm pretty sure it was The Outsiders, but I'm not even sure no, anymore. No, no, The Outsiders was Time Won't Let Me. Uh, okay, that's a band. We're talking about a movie. They, 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 yeah, I think they played. I think they played a song in the movie, didn't they? I don't think they were in the movie. The out the the outsiders. Oh, I'm thinking of the other Patrick Swayze movie, Point Break. Okay, I'll I'll. You're more of a cinephile than I am, so I'll just take your word for it. I was waiting for you to say it. Yeah, you you know movies. I don't know them as nearly as well as you do. Clearly. So I go up and I break out the front window. I run in and I find Jimmy and Tom, not only was he not in a wheelchair, he was passed out from smoke inhalation at the bottom of his Stairmaster. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He was training hard. And I got to say that guy's haunches were as hard as Steve Mnuchin's wife on a trip to Fort Knox. Again, you 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 find a new way to get to me, Roy. With these, never forget it. Never forget I, it. If I I couldn't if I wanted to. No. <laughs> All right. So Tom, I'll be as crispy clear as I can here. Okay. I came this close to dying in that inferno, and I'm doing that two fingers together thing, but there's still some space in between. Okay. Yeah. So there's a little. That's how. Okay. So you there's a, a little bit of space like that song by nirvana a sliver sure sure we're really peters on the drums there yeah those uh 
more de- a little more deft touch there, I would say. Yeah, a little a little jazzier, yeah. A little yeah. little lighter okay. on the little lighter yeah. on the on the uh upstroke. A little less thud. So look, I uh, I dragged Jimmy out the front door and, and he's okay. He's breathing and, and he's so appreciative. He not only forgave my debt, but he gave me free cheese whiz for life at Gino's steaks. So this, so wow. So because you, you, that is very fortunate. Yeah. For, for him and for you, that you were, oh, yeah. that you were there to, to rescue him. Yeah. It was like, it, it was fate. And, you know, as usually happens in my life, crisis averted once again. <laughs> That's that, that is for sure. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? While, while we're talking about mob culture. Yeah. I want to take this moment to uh, say something to best show regular Jake Fogelblur. What's his name? Fogelnest. Fogelnest. Okay. Well, if, if he's listening, I know Jake and his lover Maud have just had a, a precious angel recently. Yes, they did. Okay. Well, bless, blessed event. Yes. I want to tell them that they need to be real careful about the movies they watch around this kid, whose name I understand is Pre-Pleasant Dreams Ramon's Fogelnest. That's, uh, I, I, uh, for some reason, I thought, I thought that the, their child's name was um, pristine copy of Times Square on Laserdisc. <laughs> I, I... I stand corrected. Um, but look, I'm not, I'm not, neither of us are hundred percent sure. No, no. All right. So I bring this up because Roy Jr. must've watched Goodfellas a hundred times on cable before he was 12. Okay. And, and it had real damaging effects. Yeah. I, I knowing enough about Roy Jr. I could see you were, he was not, he was not well served by watching Goodfellas that many times. No, and he he still does it, but back then he was quote, quoting that movie constantly in the worst possible situations. Like, like, do you have any examples? Well, let's let's take his first word, the first word he ever uttered. Yeah, what was it? Karen. Oh my! So he he yelled like Ray Liotta yelling it at Karen. Oh my God, that's. When he comes back and he says, he says, where's the Coke? And she goes, I flushed it. Yeah. So Roy learned Roy's first word was screaming Karen. Yeah. In a, in a Coke fueled rage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And then first day of third grade, you know, he, he goes in the classroom and the teacher's super nice and goes, welcome to my classroom, Roy. And he goes, F you pay me. Wow, that is, that's something else. Yeah, and then, you know, he was in Boy Scouts, and one day the Scoutmaster says, I'm going to teach you kids how to plant a tree, okay? You know what Roy, Roy Jr. says? What? You think this is the first hole I dug? Not the first hole I dug. I'll effing dig a hole. Where are the shovels? <laughs> wow. This, this is not a good, uh... No. No, this is not good, Roy. 
understand. First day of summer camp, you know, we go to drop him off and he throws this huge fit. He's hanging on Rhoda's waist screaming, I love you, Ma, I want to be with you. He managed to pick up on a whole lot. Oh, yeah. I, and so far, right, I'll give you one more. His, okay. his fifth grade speech on the fall of the Roman Empire, it was one sentence long. Uh-huh. What was it? You want to know? Yeah. You really do? I do. What are you doing back there? Getting one of your spank mags out? No, I had to just... Ad- ad- I just had to adjust the headphone volume. You were... I'm really cranking. Right? You're really cranking tonight, Roy. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. really you're okay, making well, my I... making my head vibrate a little bit. <laughs> okay, I'll bring it down to eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's get we could get it down to uh, to a soft eleven. I would be very appreciative. <laughs> hey, it's never soft. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> so look. So yeah, his 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 report on the Roman Empire was one sentence long. Okay, what was it? It was amongst the Italians. It was real greaseball shit. Oh, great. Okay. And, and once again, I can say that because you're Italian. Roy, that is not even a little bit how it works. You don't get to say things that are specific to somebody's heritage or background or anything based on because the person next to them. Yeah, Roy, that's not cool. Okay, well. Look, you know what is cool? What's that? Television is the other reason I'm alive right now. Okay. How how is that pot? Well, I don't. Well, I, I'm very curious. It turns out Jimmy the Noose was also a fan of my TV work. Okay. Tell me more about this TV work. I ain't never told you about this. No. Okay, so, all right, yeah, the pandemic. Remember that, the pandemic? Oh, yeah, no, I do remember the pandemic, of course. Okay, well, during the pandemic, Rhoda threw me out because she thought I was pawning her jewelry so I could make dune buggy renovation pavements. Mm-hmm. Were you? It was, no, it was totally untrue. Really? I pawned the jewelry to support my flagrant gambling addiction. There you go. Okay. Why? Well, so she she threw me out, and I I ended up moving in for a little bit with this guy, Mikey, who I knew uh, from when I used to work at that pencil factory. That's right. You were at the pencil factory for a long time. Long time. That's like a different person. Oh, it's a whole different world back then. I was such a rude back then. You're, you're very free now compared to how you used to be. Very worldly. I'm like the Jim Carrey of, of uh, Roxborough. <laughs> yeah, the Jim. That, that's took the words right out of my mouth. Harder anti-vax. <laughs> Look, so it turns out Mikey got thrown out by his old lady as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she called him seven different women. Okay. All at once. All right. Well, which seems excessive. And it also seems like a situation that would breed a fair amount of not only jealousy, but anxiety. Seems like a pretty intense dynamic. Yeah. He said the lovemaking was really intense. Not what I was looking for uh, okay. uh, clarity on. 
Okay. So anyway, I thought Mikey and I, I thought we were tight bros from way back, right? Sure. But the tension started to rise pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I didn't like him eating my peanut chews, and he didn't like me cashing his mother's social security checks. Yeah, that really seems like a, a real, real two-way street on that one. Oh yeah, just like the uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young album. It's uh, yeah, yeah, just like the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young album, two-way street. Yep, it's one of the better single albums. <laughs> Okay, so unbeknownst to me, didn't think I knew that word, did you? Uh, I didn't think, I didn't necessarily think, thought that you didn't know it. Uh, in retrospect, a little surprised you do, but. Wait, what does retrospect mean? Well, it uh, never mind, never mind. Okay, so I didn't know this, but Mikey emailed the producers of that Shout Network sh- reality show, Roommate Villas. Roommate Zillas. Roommate Zillas. Okay. It's an unwieldy title, but I guess they wanted to capitalize on all the all that bridezilla's heat. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Really got to strike so, while the iron's hot on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Mikey told them I was the worst roommate in North America. Hmm. I gotta say, I was mad, but at least he didn't say the world. Okay. Because you know there's some creep in Lower Persia who totally outdoes me when it comes to delivering a new daily fresh hell to his roomie. <sighs> right? Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So M- Mikey sent them a photo of my side of the apartment, and the producers couldn't believe it was a bedroom and not an aerial view of the damage caused by the Fukushima tsunami. That's how bad it was in there. Real bad, yeah, yeah. And just, but you're you were okay with it. Well, you know, get my face out there, right? Sure, sure. So they sent us a camera crew, and they and they shot us for like a week. And it turned out our episode was the second most watched of the whole season, right after Exsanguinated Roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that one I'm sure I can see why that one would top every other one. Yeah, it was super violent. Yeah. Hey, speaking of reality shows. Yeah, what's that, Roy? Have you seen this Hulu docuseries called Stolen Youth? Stolen Youth. Which one is that now? Yes. Well, it's the story of these students at Sarah Lawrence University, which I I I assume is a school where they teach you how to make frozen desserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, the fa- the father of one of, of these kids, one of these students, moves into their their group apartment. Uh huh. And he and he basically starts brainwashing and and gaslighting these kids into doing all kinds of stuff and admitting to terrible things they didn't do. Mm-hmm. He has them totally under his control. Just really broke them down. Absolutely. And when I'm watching this, I'm like halfway into it and i go uh-huh these kids got black flagged black flagged yeah what what do you mean by that you don't know about this well tell me well 
you know that I gotta say I was disappointed in the FST book. Jim Jim Rulin didn't put any of this stuff in there. Mm-hmm. The book Corporate Rock sucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is wild, all right? You know the whole story of Black Flag has always been that Greg Ginn was the mastermind behind the band? Uh-huh, yeah. The, yeah. Writing, writing the songs, he had the vision, firing and hiring members, all that stuff. Sure, sure, that he was the, yeah, he was the he was running the show. Absolutely, yeah. It's all false. Okay. Who who would that be then? Who would be in charge if it was not Greg? Herb. Wait, who? Herb. H- Herb? All right, check it out. Herb was the guy who owned the little office complex that Greg Ginn rented for his SST electronics workshop in the mid-70s. Okay, because SST records which was formed by black flag guitarist and clearly apparently not leader. I would have usually said black flag leader. Yeah. Um, Greg Ginn, it started off as an electronics company because he made uh, radios. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Herb, he was this 55, 55 year old former Navy SEAL, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he said to have looked like a cross between G. Gordon Liddy and Wilford Brimley, but with a much bushier mustache. And even so a, a mustache that makes Wilford Brimley's look kind of reedy and thin. Yes, yeah, super thin, like Raleigh fingers. Well, yeah, I don't know if his was his was not particularly thin, was it? Oh, the, the tips were super well, thin. The he tips, greased them up. Sure, the tips. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. Raleigh Fingers had that handlebar mustache. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Which he ripped off from Craig Norton from Husker Du. Not sure the timeline works out with that, but I'll let's just keep moving. Okay, well, anyway, Greg Ginn and the rest of the guys in Black Flag, they worshipped Herb, but they were also terrified of him. You know, kind of like our relationship. Wait, which one? Who's Who's terrified of the other one? You're terrified of me. I am not terrified of you, Roy. Oh, I can hear that quiver in your voice. Uh, I'm not. There's zero quiver in my voice. Oh, I hear a little bit of a quiver. There's zilch. Maybe you're smoothing it out with that voice modulator. I don't have a voice modulator here either. That's okay. You keep you you and a bunch of other callers for some reason accuse me of of kind of boosting my voice. With a voice modulator, because otherwise it doesn't sound as as kind of deep and and commanding. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's your thing. So, look, anyway. So, Herb was the guy who made them practice all the time and not get any better. And he also dictated every move the band made from the, okay. the, name, the name change from Panic to Black Flag. Uh-huh. To the subject matter of the songs, to the bars, uh, logo, and the all that artwork. So that was all Herb. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, to this day, everything Greg's brother Raymond Pettibon draws has been dictated by Herb. Oh, so Herb is like the mastermind of the the family. Oh yeah, he's like ninety two, but all those guys is still scared of him. They're still scared of Herb 
a 92 yeah. year old guy yeah he 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 lives on, on a little uh couch uh in that shed you mean the shed the one that henry the rollins shed. lived in yeah yeah when whenever they talk about the shed the, the well the way henry rollins talked about it in my mind i pictured it as like an aluminum shed where the door like it kind of like is you have to pull at it really hard to get it to even close cuz it's kind of bent you know what i mean Roy, oh, yeah, with yeah those... you think it's you think it's like wall to wall roaches and stuff. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, garbage all over the place. Like it was presented as if it was just like in a backyard and was just barely held together. Yeah, I mean that's uh that's what they say. I, I ain't never been there. Have you? I ain't never been there neither. Okay. Well, look, hey, speaking of Henry Rollins, yeah, it's hard to find, but I heard audio of Herb convincing Henry to wear only running shorts on stage. Really? Oh, yeah. Henry, Henry's going, oh, man, Herb, I'm not sure about this. What, 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 do you have any idea what Henry Rollins wanted to wear on stage if he wasn't going to wear wor uh, workout clothes? A wetsuit. What do you, what do you mean a wetsuit? Well, he was going to be the pioneer of wetsuit rock that Living Color and Fetch and Bones later, uh, later uh, founded. Yeah, it really was. That's true. That was a very, very late 80s, early 90s fashion choice. Oh, yeah. So on this tape, Herb's going, listen, you maggot. I'm the one who rescued you from scooping ice cream in Georgetown and having to play in a band with a guy named Wendell Blow. You'll do what I say. <laughs> You'll do as I, you'll do what I say. Yes, yeah. So and, and they did, you know. And uh, hey, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Black Flag has serious history with Philly. I didn't know that. Like how? Oh, what, yeah. How so? Well, anyone who owns that novel, American Hardcore, knows all about the time Black Flag played in Kensington and these local white trash Neanderthals attacked all these punks just for being different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we beat the crap out of those punk freaks. Oh, that was you. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they was different than me. And, and that scared you? Oh, yeah, and I swear, we was about to waste the one guy from Fugazi with the nice singing voice when mm -hmm. Herb appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, okay. And uh, what happened then? Herb's standing there, dressed in full combat regalia, and, and he was swinging what I can only describe as nunjals. Okay, what? I'm not sure what that is. Tom, do you know what nunchucks is? I do, yes. You know what a cudgel is? I do, yeah. It's like, you know, one of those medieval sticks with spikes that a lot of the mean Vikings used to use. Well, that the mean Vikings you used to use. Yeah, the nice ones didn't have spikes on theirs. Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 opted out of the spikes. <laughs> yeah. So. so he's he's swinging this it's a combination of Nunchucks and a cudgel, you know, hence 
uh, Nunjals. Yeah. Anyway, he beat us unmerciful, and he took those things to our white trash asses hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was bad. I was bleeding all over the place. That's brutal. That's but but it then was. again, but then again, you, they didn't start it. You did. Yeah, but they started it by by expressing themselves in a way that we found offensive. Well, yeah, I guess then it's a then it's like a fifty fifty kind of deal because yeah, where where do they get off being themselves? Exactly, that's what I was screaming to them. That's what you you actually scream that at them. I did. I can't remember what you just said, but I'm, I think I did scream that. Yeah. Where where do you get off being yourselves? Where do you get off being yourselves? Okay, so that really okay, not loving that, but it's interesting. Oh no! Wait, what? What's going on, Roy? Oh no! What is it? Oh my God! What is it, Roy? Tom, it's it's Jimmy the Noose and his nephew Anthony. Oh no! Oh, oh no! They, they must have figured out it was me who set the fire that almost claimed his questionably wheelchair-bound ass. Oh no. Oh Roy, oh no. <laughs> I did start that fire. So you started the fire to be the first one to the fire. Yeah. To be the it's hero. Like the, it's like the original version of that Billy Joel song. We did start the fire. So the song was originally called We Did Start the Fire? Yeah, and he named even more things. Really? Yes. I wonder what do you have you ever heard the original? Yeah, but I've been sworn that I can't tell I can't talk about it by by Liberty DeVito. The drummer from Billy Joel's band. Get, Roy, give me one thing that he mentions in the that version of We We Didn't Start oh. the Fire called We Did Just One. He rhymes um Exorcist. Yeah. With um Specsorcist. It, it it doesn't. It's not even a real word. Basically, it, it, it's like a, a possessed uh, op optician. Uh huh. Yeah. Roy. Um. That's why he. That's why he changed it. He rewrote it. Okay. So Roy, sometimes you take me down a road, and then you say, "Hey, let's go down this little side road off of the road you took me down." And then you go, ooh, look, there's a little path off of this road. And we go down that And then there's another road. And there's six more. And I don't even know which road we started on. That's why they call me the Charlie Kaufman of Northeast Philly. That's why. Okay. Well, it's a well-deserved nickname. Thank you. But, I mean, what else could I do? I, I need and like all my stuff. I'm not going to give it away. I had to think fast. Yeah. So you started a fire. You almost killed somebody in the he name of out. in the name of a bet that you yeah. didn't have to make, but you had to be a big shot. Did you? Well, there's a Billy Joel one. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> wow, look at that! Literally, did not plan that. You really are his number one fan. I guess I must be. No, 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 no. I always thought as a kid that he sounded like he was doing like a vampire accent at the end, where he's always like. No, 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 you had to be a big shot, did you? Oh, well, he wrote that song with Count Floyd. 
He did. A lot of yeah, SCTV yeah. going on tonight. Oh, it's crazy. It's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so, so you know, what else could I do? I was so upset. And, and I, I think we know who's to blame the Eagles. Yeah, it's the Eagles' fault, not the guy who made the reckless bet. Well, look, if the Eagles had won, I'd have gotten arrested for doing something incredibly stupid and unwise, mm -hmm. and I'd be in the hut right now, safe as tasty cakes. I guess it is their fault, huh? It is. And you know what? To, to make matters worse... What's that? I forgot it was Valentine's. Uh, it, Valentine's, uh, but you forgot either which way you forgot. Well, I didn't get, I didn't get wrote in nothing. Uh huh. Are, but are, are you the kind of person who is generous throughout the year that she realizes how much, uh, do you, do you show her how much you love her throughout the year? Absolutely. A lot of the times when I tell her to, you know, to pick me up some smokes, I tell her to go to the closer store that, that has the ones I don't even like that much. Well, if I've never heard anything so romantic. Thank you. Yeah, I guess you 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 do uh you put your money where your mouth is on that one. I do. Now look, I need a favor from you, Tom, oh, great. okay? Okay, of course. <laughs> what, what 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 no, what? What's the favor? I want you to call Rhoda and tell her the reason I didn't get her nothing is because I got iced by Goombas. Again, you're doing it again. I can say that because you're one. You can't and you shouldn't. Okay. I'm begging you to, I'm begging you, Roy, to. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, look, something tells me I ain't going to get iced. You know why? Why? Because, you know, just like Jeff Spicoli squeaking by in Mr. Hand's history class, uh -huh. I'm going to I'm going to live to party another day. You probably will. If, if you haven't been stopped yet. That's right. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why betting literally every possession that you and your family had on the Super Bowl and then starting a fire. To to quote unquote save a mob boss in his own home would um if if that's not going to do you in I don't know what will. Well, you know what I have to say to that, Tom is <laughs> it was just another Sunday night for me. I I I understand exactly what you're saying, and I believe you wholeheartedly. Okay. Well, look, I know I'm going to be okay, but that ain't going to stop me from sneaking out of my house under my crawl space. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I'm that's, getting down there. I'm, I'm getting down there now. Well, you, you, uh, you got to do what you got to do, Roy. Okay. But be safe. Okay. All right. All right. You too. No more reckless bets. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I can't promise that Roy's going to Roy. Roy's gonna Roy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Wow. Philly boy Roy dodged a real bullet there, huh? Dodged a real bullet. I'm glad. I'm glad he's all right. I'm glad he's okay. I was a little worried that he lost everything. 
But you know, he's he's okay. Good. That's all that's all I want to hear is that the guy's okay. Um so what did Roy Roy was talking about the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was some football game, huh? Yikes. Yikes. And look, I'm not rooting against or for any of those teams. I got no I got no skin in that game. All I just want to say to all my friends in Philadelphia. You can't flap your gums as much as you were doing. You're flapping your gums. I never heard more gum flapping. I, I was at the, the Wrigley factory. You don't hear that much gum flapping. All these, or when go birds, fly eagles, fly. You got, you, you Philly people got to realize you're slobs. Just like me. I'm a Jersey slob. You're Philly slobs. Just relax. Go easy. You got, you started acting like you were a bleeping uh, uh, Patriots fans. The cockiness. AP Mike, are you there? AP Mike, any chance we have an AP Mike uh, sighting tonight? <laughs> Hello, Tom. How are you? Good. I'm good. How are you, Mike? All right. Is my you know you know what I mean, Mike? With this Eagles. Yeah, fans, I mean they were. I they didn't were, have a rooting interest. Uh, I was rooting for uh, Jello Man. Me too. Look, I had plenty of people that I love. From Philadelphia. But I was shocked at the the hubris coming from these Eagles fans. They were acting like it was a done deal. <laughs> They're not a humble fan base, Tom. It is not a humble <laughs> fan base. I've never seen a group of fans. This is this is my impression of an Eagle fan. First game of the season. What is it? August, early September. First yeah. play of the season. They uh, get a they get a first down. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Uh -huh. I've never seen a group of fans more confident. They're always talking about how they win one game. They're going to the Super Bowl. And there hasn't been a lot of success there. I mean, it, it, it is all braggadocio. It is all braggadocio. I just wanted to tell my my Eagles friends, my Philly friends, just act like you've been there before. You you, you come off like you're like you're uh, like you're you're Axl Rose getting off the bus in the Welcome to the Jungle video, looking at the the tall buildings with a piece of hay in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Like hillbillies, <laughs> but they I'm were very close. I'm very close to uh, Eagle territory where, where yeah. I am now. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm like on the border, and uh, I actually run into a fair amount of Philly Philly fans now. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, not a humble lot. No, they are not. They need to. Um, all I want for them is just measure your steps a little bit. Just measure your steps. Go, oh, maybe we'll win this year. Boy, sure would be nice if we won this year. 
not these. these they, 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 they go 2-0, oh, and next thing you know, they're shoving everybody's car into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> any, any ideas what Jell-O Man's doing with his uh, surplus? And this is why I want to say Jell-O Man. <laughs> you, you better have your head. This is what I was worried about for Jell-O Man. That he was all of a sudden going to be perceived as like, if the Eagles won, he'd be he'd eat for free for life in Philadelphia. He would have. He, he would have been the good luck charm. <laughs> oh, that's the guy with the jello shots doing the handstand. Yeah. We won the Super Bowl because that guy is our good luck charm. Ain't no good luck charm now. No. He starts hitting the he starts hitting the street. He better watch somebody didn't lose uh lose some money on that game, sees him and blames him for it somehow. His brand was so close to expanding. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. unknown limits. Yeah, he's like Ralph Cramden. He's like the Ralph Cramden of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. He had the dream and the thing said, and then they were all so confident. And this is the other thing. If I could hear another Eagles fan moan about the final call and then they grabbed the jersey. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, why don't they swallow the whistle? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a fair point. I get it. Let the players play. Well, first of all, the Eagles got away with the, the two of those early on. Uh, first, that, but that's not yeah, the hammer there. Ref, yeah, the rest were trying to even the score because there were yeah a number of bad calls. Because they got because the Eagles got a couple breaks. The only thing I can say, if you're ten up, if you're up ten, and the other quarterback is basically playing on one leg, yeah, you gotta win that game. This is what should have happened. If I was the coach of the Eagles, and maybe I will be next year because this guy's getting fired. <laughs> this guy's guaranteed to get fired, and I'm I'm on the short list because I am white and I jump the line over every qualified former player of color. Just be like, like when the when the who was it the uh, the Colts. Just, yeah, the like, guy never coached a game in his life. He never yeah. coached a game in his life. He played, but he never coached a game in his life. Suddenly they just say, hey, you want to be coach? Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, boy, I'd really like to be coach. All right. Go ahead. So if I was coach of the Eagles, I would have went in that locker room and said, we're up 10. This Patrick Mahomes limping around I would have said look I can't say this out loud but let's say that if you were the eagle that sacked Patrick Mahomes and knocked him out of the game there might be a new car in your driveway tomorrow <laughs> well that one guy right before the halftime he, 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 he looked, it looked like it was over Oh, I thought it was over. I thought they yeah, were going to crack when it, it over. Yeah, wincing, wincing on the bench and in agony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta say, you gotta say, I want to see Patrick Mahomes' head rolling across the field. You go get him, and you get a new car, <laughs> or a, or a, or or a jet ski, whatever you want. Cheese steaks for life. Cheese steaks for life. Whatever you want, you got it. <laughs> But this guy comes out. He's on one leg. You got to go get the guy. 
And that they're making passes, they're running, they're doing the sweep. I thought I was watching a football movie, the way they're running the ball. It was like a bad movie. Uh-huh. You got I wonder get... what they, they injected his leg with, though. Yeah. Probably had no feeling in that it was leg probably at all. Probably gasoline. <laughs> they probably shot him up with gasoline. <laughs> Whatever they shot him up with, it did the trick. But it trust me, the, the other thing is, he ain't the mm-hmm. only one with that shot. Like The Chiefs uh-huh. aren't the only ones who had those shots. No, they all have the shots. They all get the shots. I'm not disputing that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it worked wonders. Yeah, it sure did. He was flying high. But these Eagle fans, ah, they swallowed the whistle. You're up 10. You got to win. And why do I say this? Because everybody has run me into the ground as a Knicks fan for my whole life saying stuff like that. Oh, they should have won. Knicks were up by six with two minutes to go. Should have won the game. And it's my turn to finally say to somebody else. And those Super Bowl commercials. Let me just say these commercials. What are we doing here with these commercials? Every celebrity, every celebrity, it's like. It's like we're tracking. It's like you're tracking the aging of our famous people with these commercials. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, she looks good. Oh, he looks terrible. <laughs> Haven't seen him in a while. He looks awful. Uh-huh. Oh, she looks great. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what happened to him? That's all the commercials are now. Yeah. It's like they're like the Bob Hope specials from the 70s. Tracking out celebrities. No, I just want to say. It was the biggest sellout. For the Super Bowl? Yeah. Look, Mike, I can't say. I would do a, I would. <laughs> Mike, I'm ready to do one of the. I get these game commercials on my phone where they're like, hey, everybody, I'm playing Royal uh, Flush or whatever the game's called. And it's fun and the graphics look cool. And I see some people I know. And all I think is when I see them, well, how do they get? Let me grab one of those gigs. I'll do one. Of, I'll do one right now. Got my phone like I'm playing. And look at this case. This is a cool case. Beep boop. Um, hey, everybody. You know, I like games on my phone. And uh, I've been playing this one fun game called Blanket Out because I'm not going to say it in case they use it. The graphics are so cool on this thing. It's like playing a, a, like a real crazy video game. And it's free. No in-app purchases. Check the game out. I want to do one of those commercials. If anybody knows how to get me one, get me one. Everybody's, and this is what I'll say. Everybody's saying, oh, the halftime show, halftime show. I saw this halftime show. And there was all these people like, look, I like Rihanna. I like Rihanna a lot. I think Rihanna is amazing. So many hits. She didn't even get to half of her hits on that thing. She's pregnant. Perfectly fine. They got her on a platform flying over the crowd. It's a little scary. She's been a, she's wearing a thing like she's a, in a parachute outfit. Whatever. She looked great. She's up there doing it. This is all I ask of Rihanna. Just pretend you're lip syncing a little bit better. <laughs> Just like literally don't turn your head 90 degrees away from the microphone <laughs> with your voice going at the same level. That's mm-hmm. all I'm asking. You want your lip syncing? Go for it. You lip sync. Yeah. You want to lip sync? You lip sync all the live long day. 
just try to sell it a little bit. Mm-hmm. There were points where she's like, she's like, oh, all I see is signs. All I see is dollars. And her head's like turned looking the other way. And the voice is still as loud. Money on my mind. Money, money. Just <laughs> pretend you understand the, 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 the mechanics of a microphone and that you generally need to keep your mouth in front of it for it to work. That's all I'm asking. I thought she was doing a homage to uh, Johnny Rotten when he was on uh, American Bandstand. Remember that one? I remember. Look, any of these people do. Look, I'm still mad at the drummer from Weezer for the sweater song where he gets up and spins around the thing and fake drums on the thing. I'm still mad at that guy. This is a, <laughs> We're 30 years later. I'm still mad uh-huh. at that guy uh-huh. for not being able to commit to drumming in the video. We know you're not actually drumming right now. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Rihanna, just pretend you know how, um, just acknowledge you know how a microphone works. That's all you had to do. I wasn't expecting you. You're, you're pregnant. You're not pregnant. I'm not expecting you to do backflips or anything like that. Just hold the mic in front of your mouth. And pretend. Just, just maintain the illusion for us. That's all I'm asking. Pat, did you watch the Super Bowl? Pat, Pat Byrne. I had the second half on mute behind me. The second half was on mute. And uh, you enjoy anything from it? Any thoughts, opinions? I I peeked back. Um, I saw the uh, the infamous touchdown that got taken away. And uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of sighed and said, well, that's going to make a lot of people mad. And then I kind of went back to what I was doing. And it turned out it did make a lot of people mad. So I was right about that. Um, yeah, it's um, a coworker of mine has a theory. He thinks that all the Super Bowls um, are written, are pre-written, mm-hmm. and he is he is convinced of this. Great. I would say the pre-game stuff was very uh, pro wrestling like. So yeah, it may be going in that direction. You know, he he thinks that um, that like the Saints winning the year after Katrina happened wasn't an accident, mm-hmm. and he thinks he thinks the uh, you know the Patriots winning after nine eleven wasn't an accident, and that stuff gets written. And I was like, hey, but how are the pa- how are the Patriots? The Giants should have won. Right, but the name is more profound with Mm -hmm. America. I don't know. Now that legal gambling is involved, I mean. Exactly. Something can go wrong in the future. Look, this is all I'll say. Do I think it's – I might disagree with your coworker. I don't – I think it would take so much to script a thing like that. And all you have to understand is how stupid people are. There'd be some blabbermouth spilling the beans <laughs> within five seconds. But all these people do is they blab. Um, this is what I'll say. If I'm watching the game and suddenly Hulk Hogan's out there, <laughs> he's got a folding chair on the field, uh-huh. I'll be like, yeah, this might be, Pat's coworker might be right on this one. Uh-huh. See Vince McMahon looking stressed. See, if I see a jersey on the field, McMahon, and he's quarterbacking, right? Then I'll know the fix is in. 
Um, oh, you know what? Today's show we got off on a on a a a, a, a different footing because we were just uh, trying different things out uh, from a production side of things. So I have a couple things to tell you about. Uh, the best way to support the best show, you sign up over at Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you get all the bonus content. We've got all sorts of stuff going up there. We got an episode of the Four Horsemen edition of the best show, uh, which is the thing we do with Pat and Mike and Jason. We do that. And that's going up um there's a new one going up, I think, over the weekend that'll go up. We did a fun one where we talked about jobs that you wanted to have when you were a child. And that'll be available on Sunday, and you get it by going to the Best Show Patreon. Rubenesque is up there so far. Other things going up. We're doing some recording next week for new Patreon stuff, so get ready. One of the biggies is coming up in the week. Uh, I'm going to put a put an all-call out for questions, uh, so keep an eye out that for that on the Patreon um, you can also get all the, uh, get the ad free episodes of the best show there, and then make sure you're subscribed on the podcast app so you can give us good re reviews and ratings and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash best show for the number four life, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, same thing, best show for life. And we have some specifics to tell you about it. And I have, uh, our friend who is here in spirit this week, Jason Gore will tell you about them for a moment. Jason, tell us what uh, what else you can get uh, on the pay, uh, the best show. Hey everyone, it's Jason Dudio Gore, and I wanted to take a quick second and talk a little bit about the best show Patreon. You can be a part of it at patreon.com slash the best show. And this is where you get all of the extra best show shows. Shows like Meet My Friends, The Friends, So Far, which is our look into every record ever made by David Crosby, Neil Young, Stephen Stills, and Graham Nash. And recently we put up a brand new episode of So Far that covers everything for 2022. So go to the Patreon and check that out. There's Ask Tom, Best Show Bests, Ad-Free Best Show, Best Show Four Horsemen, which is an extra best show where Tom, myself, Mike, and Pat answer your calls. And of course, we cannot forget Rubenesque, the show we're currently doing where we're diving through each year and every album that Rick Rubin has touched. You get that all on the Best Show Patreon and much more to come. So if you're part of the Patreon, thank you. If you are not part of the Patreon, you're going to be missing out. Patreon.com slash the best show. There we go. That's all the stuff. I'm going to just I'll let him talk. I'll let him do the talking. He's uh, on assignment tonight. And of course, it's Valentine's Day. There's love in the air. Uh, I hope everybody's... Uh, Having a romantic night listening to the best show. Maybe you're uh, smooching while listening to the best show, right? You gonna start smooching? Uh, maybe I'll provide some uh, smooch music. What do you think about that? Smooch, smooching. Who's smooching right now? It's a trick. No smooching allowed. No smooching allowed during the best show. Anybody smooches? It's like a school dance is how I run this show. 
I run this. It showed like a bleeping school dance. I catch anybody smooching. You're out. Let's go back to the phones. Where are we at? Beak, book, deek, or duk, 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 duk. That's not it. Where are they? Phones, where'd you go? Where'd you go, phones? Just bought a horse this week. Very exciting. Horse's name is Piomai Jr. Ah. Uh, the son of Piomai, the late great Piomai. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. This is Pat in Lansing, Michigan. Pat in Lansing, Michigan. How are you tonight, Pat? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Are you having a nice Valentine's Day, Pat? Um. Yeah. I guess it's. Just a uh, you know quiet night at home, but uh, I was calling for the uh, comedy boot camp. Oh, ho, ho. all right, worm. I'm the general here to tell you about comedy. You, what do you want out of comedy? I'm the leader. Five stars. You're a worm. That's what they call people in the in the military, right? Worms. So yes, what do you sir. want? What do you want out of this comedy boot camp? Um, well, I've been doing stand-up for actually eleven years tomorrow. Um, just kind of all around the Midwest okay. for the most part. And uh I saw the topic and I know they mentioned maybe do some jokes and kind of get some, you know, input from you. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I would like that. Can I, um, can somebody bring me a cold drink, please? Please. Cold drink. Somebody bring me a cold drink. That's charming when I say it like that, isn't it? Who wouldn't want to hear that from an adult? Can somebody bring me a cold drink, please? Now, Pat, you've been doing stand-up for 11 years. What's the biggest uh, show you've done? Um, I opened for Gary Goldman at the Michigan Theater in Ann Arbor oh, uh, last year. That's a good. That was probably the biggest one. That's yeah. a big deal. Gary Goldman is great. I love Gary Goldman. Yeah, we actually talked about your book uh, when we were hanging out backstage. Oh, that's very kind. Gary's a nice, nice guy. Nice guy. But Pat, and so that's that's it would generally. How often do you go up? How often are you out and about working your craft? Um, I have a weekly open mic I help run that I'll do time at every week, and then uh, try to get up two or you know maybe two or three times a week, uh, just open mics, and then if I have it shows on the weekend, um, maybe I don't do as much of the mics just to not wear myself out and who do you see yourself as being in the in the 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 lineage of who are your heroes um like like brian regan um 
uh, Gary Goldman. That was a like kind of a big goal, big dream come true to open for him. Um, I'm trying to think, I like Patton Oswalt. So you okay? I see where you're coming from. So you're not you're not filthy when you do your thing. I'm assuming it doesn't seem like these are these are filth, no. these are not filth meisters that you idolize. No, I think like some of my more recent material maybe has a little it's a little dirtier than what I started doing, but I still try to keep it uh, where I could do a a more family friendly show without, Mm -hmm. you know, making anybody mad. Okay. Okay. Now I'm getting a good feel for where you are. So what do you, I want to sit back and listen to a few jokes from Pat from Michigan and you show me, give me the good stuff. Give me the good stuff. (laughs) Okay. Um, So recently I went to the eye doctor and at the end of my exam, he was going over his charts and he's like, uh, here's your new prescription. You don't need bifocals, but you will in this decade. And I was like, this decade, like that's the most vague diagnosis I've ever gotten. Like this guy went to med school for all those years, still gave himself a good 10 year window for my eyes to totally fail on me. Like, like I wanted to prove him wrong. Cause mm-hmm. you know, a lot can happen in this decade. Like, I could get LASIK or, you know, die. We'll, we'll see who's right in the end. Like, uh, but then part of me didn't want to treat it like bad news because maybe me finding out I'm going to need bifocals like when they cut Michael Jordan from this high school basketball team. Like, that's what made him get great. Like, I need to start using my eyes to their full potential. Like, I'll take yeah. up bird watching or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you'll that. see me outside with no glasses and be like, oh, did you get contacts? Like, no, I'm training. There's no off season in bird watching. I like this. I like this. It's very funny. Thanks. For you. But it's about to become very funny for me. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. First of all, you started off, you were saying. You went to the eye, you just recently went to the eye doctor. And just be honest with me, when did, have you last gone to the eye doctor? Uh, it's probably about a year ago. I'm using recently in the stand-up comic in the timeline. Because yeah, like, I've never seen a group of people where th- more things happen to them on the way to the venue than a stand-up comic. Ever, or the other day. The yeah. other day. The other you wanna you want some excitement in your life, become a stand-up comic, and then just live the day before the show. And who knows what's gonna happen to you. People yelling at you, <laughs> weird things in restaurants, things even on the way to the venue. This is what you're gonna say. Hey everybody, uh, and and don't I'm, that's not what your voice sounds like. You'll be like, <laughs> I because uh, if you put in a thing where you even say like about a year, turns out it was about a year ago. So I got nine years to go on this, <laughs> right? Do something with that. Yeah, you got nine years to go. You got one year. Okay, you got one year, doctor. Like. Well, no, but that would not be good. You say like, yeah, it's like I got one year on you. Like if I could, I'll prove you wrong. I just <laughs> got to put nine more of these together. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, I actually, uh, I have a joke that I do later in my set that kind of calls back to the the ten year thing. But yeah, I like I like this. I like this. And yeah. then, but then you say, so you're going, you're just like, you're training, you're getting your eyes. You're, I'm going to get my eyes in shape. I'm going to show this guy, right? Like no, like the, yeah. like I'm going to go for it. I'm going to be like the the Rocky of looking. <laughs> the Rocky of looking. Like you're going to train. I, think I could pull that off. You just say, like yeah. you're going to train so much. You're going to start working so hard. You're going to be the Rocky of looking. Would I go into like uh, the the freezer with the slabs of meat and just stare at the slabs of meat to get my strength up? That's what you, that's exactly, there you go. Now you're going in the meat. You're staring at meat. I'm going to be in the, in the locker staring at meat. They, right? Right? Yeah, <laughs> you see that you're you're expanding. You're getting you get a little weird with it. Think about when Gary Goldman cracked his act open. Remember when he cracked it open and started doing that thing with the states, and suddenly oh, you yeah. were like, you were like Gary Goldman just leveled up. It's time for Pat to level up, and that means you got to get every piece, you got to get everything you can get out of every premise. You wring that rag dry, Pat. You wring that rag dry. Somebody just said, gonna cry now. You say in the, I'm not gonna allow that one. Uh, you laughed a little too hard on that. I didn't. Um, but um, you say you're the, oh, look at this. Oh, look at the options here. Hmm. Don't mind if I do. Thank. Oh, now he's leaving all the other three. That's fair enough. That's what I get. This is what you get when you mess with Brett. Um, okay, so let's let's think this straight. So I got ten years. So like I got ten years to go. Right? 10 years. Say, well, name the things that can maybe build out on the length of what you can, what can happen in 10 years. Right? You say, yeah. like, 10 years ago, I used to be this. Maybe I used to, 10 years ago, I thought I was going to be this. And now I'm here with it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, do something with that 10 years. I like it. Yeah. To show how like much it. time this guy just told you a decade, a decade, right? <laughs> you say a decade. You say, look, we started in 2010, 2010. The biggest uh, problem we had was, was what, what would be the 2010 thing be the biggest problem? So you compare 2010 uh -huh. with 2020, you say like 2010, the biggest problem we had was that Obama wore a, a, a white a, 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 a tan suit? But ten years ago, the biggest problem we had was Obama wore a tan suit to a thing. You turn around now, the countries we literally have the, you know, you get what I'm saying. Build out on make make that yeah. ten years, make that decade seem so in so huge and ridiculously big. 
Is this making sense for you, Pat? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. My advice to you, look, you're very funny. All I'm telling you, get everything out of these things. Make them big, make them strong, make them solid. Right? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, that's that's great advice, yeah. Because this guy's saying to you, this, this, this uh, optometrist was saying, well, in the next 10 years, you'll probably need glasses. And you're saying 10 years? 10 years, why don't you, why don't you, you know what I mean? Like, why don't you just say, uh, why don't you just say what? Well, let's think of what you could just say. Why don't you just say, uh, you know, uh, the, before the, whatever. You say a lot can happen in 10 years. So that's it. I just, yeah. And then, yeah, I was trying to like, when I was first doing this joke, trying to like, so like, so within this decade, does that mean like two weeks from now or like seven and a half years from now? Yeah. Kind of like playing with that range. Like, and loosely, what age are you, Pat? Just uh, 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 what, what age are you? Uh, I'm 41. You're 41. You say 10 years ago, I thought I was going to be. I was doing this, and now I'm falling apart. I gotta go get. Now I got. No, I don't, you look. You figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying. Just squeeze, no, squeeze out. You got great premises. You got great delivery. You got great. It's funny, funny, funny. But the difference is when these comedians start getting everything out of a bit. That's when it gets funny, and that's what you're gonna do now. Comedy boot camp. Drop and give, drop and give me twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Of course. Now you, uh, best of luck to you. And you call me back with the new material when you got uh, when you got it. Thanks, Pat. Um. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, he hung up. Well, I hung up on him. So technically, he did hang up through my pressing a button that hung up on him. Um, hello, Best Show. Hi, you have Sharon in Los Angeles? Sharon in Los Angeles. I know you. How are you, Sharon? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on tonight? I was hoping to uh, to do the the comedy boot camp because I mm. feel like I need to be a lot funnier. Okay, hold on, hold on. Comedy boot camp. Now, Sharon, how do you how do you uh, how do you uh, express your your sense of humor? What 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 medium do you use? I know you're in radio, and what other places do you need to be funny? I guess social media, but also just in you know in a group of friends or family. I feel like it's going to be very useful for me in the future. Okay. Would you can on a scale of one to ten now? Where would you rank yourself on the funny on the funny scale, the funnyometer? I might need help ranking because I, I recognize something in myself, which is that I can, I have good taste in humor. I can recognize funny things. I can tell what stories are funny, but I can't myself be funny. 
So maybe that's like a four. Does that sound like a four? Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, we've met. You're 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 definitely look, Sharon. Are you an engaging person? Undoubtedly. Are you interesting? Thank you. You are wildly interesting. The funny part, you need to be the judge of that. I can just say you're, it's not like, oh my God, Sharon is so boring. What does she think she's going to do trying to be funny here? No, so no, you're, you're an engaging personality. So we'll just try to maximize some things. Is that, would that be a good way to do it? That sounds perfect. And I'm going to say this. And this goes to you and to everybody else listening. If you feel, hey, I'm not able to generate funny stuff, then maybe be somebody who is where you recount funny stuff that you saw, that you heard, and then you're just generally entertaining that gets the ball rolling. People are laughing. You say, oh, did you hear the comedian? I heard a comedian say this about that. I heard, it was like if you were saying, like I was listening to Legion of Skanks the other day and Louis J. Gomez started talking about this and I couldn't stop laughing. No, just so theoretical. Um, but you know what I mean? Just that, and that way you get it out. That way, at least you're just you're generating a sense of fun and goodwill. Everybody's having a better time, even if you didn't create the material. You're you're not passing it off as your own. You're just being entertaining. Sometimes that's enough. I feel like that's where I'm stuck. Yeah. Sorry. But if that's good enough, that's fine. We're just looking to elevate things we're not looking to turn you into a stand-up all of a sudden sharon I, but, I don't want that anyway but you don't want that but you do want to and then leave it to the pros then i uh, thank you and when when it, then when you're talking about these funny things then maybe you look and you say look well is there a way i can tack on my own comment onto the end of this funny thing i just recounted maybe if everybody was bouncing back and forth joking around about the subject matter then you tag it a little bit. You put a little funny thing in there, and you keep it. You keep the hot potato getting thrown around. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to score. You don't have to hit a home run. You're just keeping the game alive at that point. Potatoes by the score. Potatoes by the score. Now this shows a sense of wit that Sharon calls and says. Slips in to a conversation. I mentioned hot potato, and then Sharon finds a way to reference make the potatoes by the score, which is uh, Roxy music. I would do anything for you. I would be gentle eating potatoes by the score. So just trust that you trust that good taste of yours, Sharon. Focus Thank it. You. Focus it. Fine tune it. Curate it. But trust it. <laughs>
because it's legit. You know the good stuff. And and lean on that. Thank you, Tom. Oh, you're quite welcome. You have a grand evening. You as well. Bye bye. Hello, best show. It is Tom Larry. Oh, the perv. Oh, the the perv. Hey, Tom, it's Larry. No smooth. The the perv. This is a, a guy who used to call all the time, Larry DePerv. Hey, Tom. Hey. Happy Valentine's Day, Tom. Happy Valentine's Day to you too, Larry DePerv. What can Thanks I do for Happy you? Happy Valentine's Day, Michael. Michael, Michael, did you hear that, Michael? Thank you, Larry. You're welcome, Dad. You don't say happy Valentine's Day to Pat? Yeah, what about me, Dare? <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, Pat. Can I say some other Valentine's to some ladies, perhaps? Uh, legally, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Dad. I get it. They're copyright reasons. Well, it's also just if this is... It's kind of like an audio version of going on to school property, if you know what I mean. With you, uh, I do not, but I'm not as uh, you know talented in the comedic arts. Here for the boot camp. You want some help with uh, the boot camp? Yeah. You want to get know, funnier? As you get older, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta rely on uh, charms and, and, and uh, funny wit there for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my advice. Day. Here's my advice to you. Mime. That's nice. Yeah, maybe we could do some one-liners for the ladies, and you know, give them a little chuckle there, and then you get a number there. So you want to throw out some one-liners? Give me a one-liner that you throw out now. Oh, that's the problem, there, Tom. I've always been a little bit more whimsical than uh, funny there. Mm-hmm. Whimsical. Yeah. What are you, Peter Pan? Oh, dear. It's, uh, it's more like uh, I'm not a lover, not a fighter, but I was always like a musician there. Mm-hmm. It's more like, uh, you know, a groove there. Sure. Why don't you say something like, like what context are you looking to say these? Are you out at a, a club or a bar or a, a nursing well, home? Where are you saying these there. things? Where are you saying these things? You're walking down the street, or maybe you maybe you stepped out of the grocery store. You're in okay. the grocery store, and you, you see a pretty lady there. Sure. Gotta, okay. Well, this know, is my advice thing. to you. This you is my advice. Okay. This is my advice to you. You're at the grocery store. Yeah. You see yeah. somebody who you think is a pretty lady. You leave them alone. Yeah. They're trying to buy groceries. It's hard to meet people there, Tom. Well, don't meet people dare. By dare, I mean. Well, how you do it on the? You're talking about you know do uh do you do the, the direct messaging there. Is that better? Don't bother them in grocery stores or pet stores, wherever you are. I picture you'd be the kind of person who'd buy a dog, and then walk, bring the dog all over the place, and then 
only for the purposes of trying to get phone numbers, and then you'd return the dog to the pet store. After or before the numbers there? After. If you get the numbers there, the ladies are going to expect the dog. So I'll take care of the dog there. Hey, Tom, if you had a dog, what would your name be there? I have a dog. Yeah. What if you had another one there? Uh, Purvison. Yeah, that's nice. I like that there. I'd name mine uh, Tom Michael. <laughs> Carmichael. Tom Michael, Tom Michael. It's like Tom and Michael together. Oh, I got you. Tom Michael. Okay. Well, why don't you, Larry, just try? Have you considered becoming an incel? What's that there, Tom? You know how you get so mad at these chads. I know it. You get mad at the chads. It's time to black pill it, baby. Black pill time. No, I think it might be time yeah. for you to just. Why don't you put up a? This is what you should do, Larry. Put up a flyer. Have you yeah. seen? Have you? Okay, shh, 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 just listen. Get a nice picture of yourself, right? Yeah. You put up a picture that says, "Have you seen this man?" That's what it says. Have you seen this man? A picture of you. And you're right at the bottom. You haven't, because we haven't been on a date. But if you like what you see, give me a call there. And then you have down the little little strips of paper. People tear them off, and they they dare them off there. And then you get this. That way, you're the one taking the step out. You're not harassing somebody at Aldi. Have them come to you there. Have them come to you there. I should probably set up like a Google Voice or something, because then if the calls get out of hand, I can, you know, vet them through there. <laughs> the, fo- the phone number is at your discretion. Hey but- there, Tom. How do you feel about the Knicks not making a lot of moves at the deadline day? Knicks made the right moves. Josh Hart rules, and I'm excited. There. You think meeting uh, ladies at Madison Square Garden is a good option? Um, Larry, just be cool, huh? Just don't creep people out. Yeah. Say to yourself, this is what you say to yourself, is am I putting myself in a creepy situation, a situation where I will creep somebody out? And if your answer is no, it's still probably yes. Hey, come on, Dave. I've never been creepy to you, there. Just go easy, all right? Just go easy. Be a gentleman. Yeah. Be a gentleman. Oh, uh, Larry, it's nothing but. And if you put a flyer up, then you're the one taking a step out of your comfort zone, which I think would impress people. Yeah. Okay? Bye-bye. Can I send you? No, you can't. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. This is Carmen in Kalamazoo, Michigan. How are you? I'm good. Carmen, what's going on tonight? Well, um, <clears throat> I've been wanting to call in with uh, an unsolicited 
idea for a uh, a show topic in the future, and I didn't know when to call in, but I figured if I suggest it now, and it's a a bad idea. Well, let me just say one thing. First thing to realize: next week on the show, we are doing a segment that I like to call. Oh wait, my my friend can come in here now. He's been here. Come in, sit in here. Come sit in here. Come sit in here. Uh, I forgot to bring you in. I apologize. Come sit in here. Come on. We got someone from out of town. It's called the Great Celebrity Bring Along, and it's happening next week. What is the Great Celebrity Bring Along? Well, let me tell you. The great celebrity bring along is this. We are in the city of Los Angeles. If you want to, uh, if you live here, everybody kind of knows a famous person. Oh, I know this, this person. I live next door to this famous person or that person was in a TV show. All levels of fame apply. Next week on The Best Show, You have one week now to get your celebrity friend to come with you to the Best Show studio where they will come in, sit down, talk for a few minutes, we'll have fun, then they will go on their way, and you will be escorted to the prize shelf where you get to pick a prize off of the shelf. Doesn't that sound amazing, Carmen? It does. I love it. You bring the celebrity to the studio, you hang out, just some basic chit-chat, and all levels apply. I was a background talent, and I was in different movies. Bring them. Above that, oh, I used to be on a, a, a TV series, or I was in this movie. I had a small part in it. I had a recurring part in something. Bring them. And all the way up, you go all the way up the ladder to uh, my name is Tom Cruise. It goes all the way to the top. I'm going to say this. You bring Tom Cruise in here, you get three prizes from the shelf. Three. Oh, maybe not three. You get two. Two bigs, one small. It's the great celebrity bring along. We're going to do that next week. Information to follow. Wait, do we have an email to give out on that? Uh, Tom, I believe it's going. We're going to use best show for life number four life at gmail dot com. Ooh, I like that. Okay, best show for life at gmail dot com, and that's a number four. If you got a celebrity, say hey. I'm friends with Laura Sangiacomo. I'd like to bring her by. Come on by. You take a prize off the shelf. And I have a good feeling about this. I think we're going to get some people down here. So that's next week. But Carmen, tell me about you. Hello. Yeah, so... (laughs) I had an idea for a, a potential show topic in the future, and yes. I've been wanting to share it. And I figured 
with the boot camp, now would be the opportunity to find out if uh, if it's actually a good idea or not. So, you want to see if this idea you have can be funnier? Well, I wanted to suggest a, I had an idea for a, a best show uh, topic for the future for okay. an episode. Okay. And I had been wanting to call in and I figured, what do we got? You know, okay. Now's my chance. Let's, well, what was the idea? Uh, the idea would be to design your own uh, good or bad Ben and Jerry's flavor. So the one that popped in my head for an example would be like uh, for Neil Young mm-hmm. could do uh, Cortez Cortez the Crawler. What has uh, you know little bits of uh, crawler in it? Mm-hmm. Some uh, cinnamon girl swirl and uh, who knows chocolate trains or something. Mm-hmm. So you just came up with three different Neil Young flavors. Well, this was one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. Cortez the Crawler was the name. Sure. I mean, if I was to, if you're doing that, why wouldn't you do, uh, like, uh, after the chocolate rush? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I do too. That's why I said it out loud. That's generally how it works on the show. I say, come up with a thing. It's worthy of being said out loud. So I say it. Been doing it since you were in diapers, my friend. Oh, I know it. My goal with this show is to do the show since when someone was in diapers as a baby all the way to when they do it as an old man or a lady. That's my goal. I was doing the show when you were in diapers, and I'm doing it now that you're back in diapers. That's the dream. Yeah, the dream. Oh, please let that dream come true. Well, I want my dream. Oh, let my dream of diaper to diaper Come true, whoa, right now. Yes, yes, quite the conundrum, quite the conundrum. I got to play him and Elvis, too, the colonel. The colonel's back with a new sidekick. The two Toms, Hanks, Sharpling. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania's Tom Sharpling plays Colonel Tom Parker's new assistant, Little Tom Parker. Look, we're brainstorming here. Let me get Boz on the phone. And I don't mean Sebastian Bach. I was listening to Eddie Trunk today, and he started calling Sebastian Bach Boz because they were doing their top 20 D.O. songs of all time list. I'm going to say Man on the Silver Mountain comes in fourth. No, I'm putting uh, uh, Sign of the Southern Cross second. Yikes. Well, my friend, I do like the idea of 
celebrity ice cream flavors, Ben and Jerry flavors. I do like that as a topic. Well, thank you. I thought it was fun. And it is fun, and we're going to do it. And All some, right. let me write well, it. I'm going to write, it writing it down right now. Celebrity Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Isn't it funny that Ben and Jerry is also the Stiller family? Never think about that. I hadn't thought about that, but I do like that. Ben Stiller, uh, Jerry Stiller, always yelling, always yelling. You know who's always yelling at? George. Ooh, he was mad at George so often. He got so mad at George so often. Shrinkage. Remember that? The yada, calling card. Yada, yada, yada. Remember that? Remember? Did you see the, the infinite Seinfeld that got uh, taken down? I did not. The AI Seinfeld? I did not. I was waiting to okay. watch it, and then it was gone. Uh-huh. And you know what I said to that when it was taken down? I said, who are these people that take these videos down? Irony of irony. Thanks for the call, Carmen. I hung up on him. He didn't have a chance to say you're welcome. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Zach, Z-Man. This is Z-Man, eh? Yep. What's up, Z-Man? Not too much. Um, I was just calling. Well, firstly... Um, because I want to talk to you about something that's happened on a few recent shows. Um, do you remember this guy calling in who, who, uh, said his name was Walter? Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. This is Z Z man. The, the frequent caller. Yes. Zach Walner. Yes. Okay. All right. You have a cold, buddy, or something going on? Um, I don't know. I think maybe a little something. You know, my my uh, my okay. kids have been sick, and maybe I pick something up. It happens. It happens. So somebody's been mm-hmm. calling, saying that they are what? What name are they calling under? Walter. Walter, like the Jeff Dunham puppet. I know Walter Jeff Dunham's dad, the puppet. Hmm. And people don't know that's his father. That is Jeff Dunham's dad. That puppy. Oh. And you know who his brother is? Ahmed. Um. (laughs) What a what a mixed up family. And do you know who his cousin is? Peanut. That was that was my first guess for the brother. How do I know this much about this guy? (laughs) I don't know, Tom. So tell me, Z-Man, if this is Z-Man. <laughs> what do I need to prove? That? What can I say? Well, to, what would all, I only know? It doesn't sound like you. Okay. I thought, you know, I thought I sound like me, but. Well, yeah, I drinking some cough syrup but tonight? <laughs> no. What is Z-Man on Z-Quill? Right? A little Z-Quill before bed? Little Z Quill and rum. 
Is that what we do before bed now? No. You load the humidifier up with Zequil, right? Maintain that low level buzz all night long, right? Is that what we're doing over there now? Right? What are you, no, daddy long legging your kids? You daddy long legging it over there? What does that mean? Yeah, you'll find out. Go to the movies once okay. in a while. Go see a movie that doesn't have somebody who's not animated in it. <laughs> I'll be seeing one this Friday. Well, no, this weekend. It yeah, comes out trust this Friday. me. You're going to see a few animated people in that one. <laughs> this And also, this Friday, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania comes out. I made the cut, and I want to just say this to everybody. There's plenty of people going, oh, I think. I think it was fixed. I swear to Christ. And I mean Christ. Z-Man gets it too. He believes in Christ as strongly as I do. Um. His, love of, his love of Christ is equal to mine. Um, um, I don't know. but You can just say it. You can say, if you want to say something about how your love of Christ now, the floor is yours. It's totally up to you <laughs> i respect i respect the guy uh well, look <laughs> why didn't you just pick up on what i'm saying I'm saying we we have the equal respect for it didn't you get it rather than me <laughs> okay, trying to sure. say you've got a lot of respect what i'm trying to say maybe i don't have any respect for christ but <laughs> well, i do use the word love but i do the word love <laughs> i do love christ big guy that's cool. Thank you for getting me in Ant-Man and Wasp Mania. Three seconds of glory, JC. We did it. No, but people are saying, oh, I think it was fake. Tom was pretending. I swear, when Peyton came in the studio back in August or whenever that was, and he told me that we ain't shooting the scene in the movie, that was as real as it gets. Re- that was really real. If I, Trust me. If I was a good enough actor to have played that the way I would, I wouldn't be scrapping for three seconds in a movie. I'd be starring in the movie. Fair point. So, Z-Man, if this is you, you've been calling the last mm-hmm. few weeks. As your alter no, ego. That's, no, no. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. No, Maybe you don't no, remember no, no. it. Maybe you don't remember But what are you calling no. to say that's not you? Well, that's part of it. I mean, well, I mean, of course I, it's I not sure. you. Of course it's not you. No. <laughs> Just like the way no, no, the it, Hulk, it, Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, Theaters this Friday, um, is not Bill Banner. Bill Bixby, what was his name? Bruce Banner. Well, he was David on the show, I think. Bruce Banner. Belted by gamma rays. So it was not, um, he doesn't think he's, much like you, this caller Walter keeps saying, I'm Walter. And now you're saying that's not me. It's kind of like the way Dr. Jekyll says Mr. Hyde is not him. 
but it's not though. It's like a werewolf, maybe. It's like American werewolf in New York State. Mm. Right? American werewolf in White Plains. The final film in the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> American Werewolf in Syosset. Not sure why nobody came to see the new one. American Werewolf on What's the name of that bridge? That ridiculously long bridge. Um, what Tappan Zee? The Tappan Zee Bridge. Worst bridge on the planet. Well, now it's not called that anymore. The what's it called? The Trump Bridge? Uh, Donald J. Trump. Is, is it named after, named after like Cuomo's father now, I think, maybe? Mario Cuomo? It might be, yeah. Good. Oh, they found out a way, a way for that bridge to be worse now, somehow. Name it after <laughs> that lunkhead. No, that's the worst bridge. If you imagine a bridge as long as a highway... So you're driving across. I think you'd literally drive across the ocean on that bridge. Scariest bridge. Oh, but wait till it's dark or raining or snowing. I hate that bridge. So what? what's going on? You're mad because some guy calls us you? Well, it's not mad. It's just like, well, let me just ask you a question first. Of course. Were you genuinely... Were you genuinely not picking up what he was doing when he was calling, or were you just like you didn't want to give him the satisfaction? What am I trial here? No, I was just curious because the, the, you didn't respond to it. Like, oh, I get it. You're yeah. Okay. Well, my name Gregor Sampsa. All of a sudden, my Gregor Sampsa. My trial. <laughs> the Kafka esque. No, I um. I just. Look, I don't know what you're doing or not doing. It's not. You it's think not I can? Me. I well, I don't know, know that. I don't know. Well, that's what I was asking if you knew or not. That's I all. don't. While I didn't know. Here talking to I guy. didn't know. Okay. Okay, because yeah. Okay, okay you Your Honor. Okay, Your Honor. Does the does the does the no. defense rest? Put me on the hot seat. God. You want to tighten some business up there? Tighten, up. You want to tighten some business up there, Z-Man? Get the kids calling me all the time. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, it's me. Text. Text. Hey, what, what's, what's the last three digits on that credit card number? The security code. <laughs> Not the expiration date, stupid. The security code. Three digits. It's on the back. <laughs> no. So, no, I don't know who's calling or doing what, Zach. Okay? I don't know. No, yeah, I was just I was just curious, you know, what your of your uh, now and then do you feel satisfied? I think, I think it's Well, no, I'm just saying because I think it it shows how how dumb and bad it was that, you know, it, it wasn't even clear what he was doing. You just you just was like, what the hell is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You know, it was it was dumb. He didn't add anything to it. It was just, you know, it wasn't a good impression. Mm-hmm. And it was just like he was just repeating the same things and being creepy. Mm-hmm. And there was no joke to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like I'm not saying this as like, hey, it hurt my feelings. I'm mad. 
stop doing it. Look, with all due respect, guy called. Well, first of all, watch your language. It's a family (laughs) program. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't appreciate you saying the F word over and over. You know, I'm sorry about that. I I don't usually talk like that, but it just, you know, it was the heat of the moment. Like Asia, the band Asia. How many members of Asia can you, if you can name, this is the challenge right now. If, however, you will win a prize for each member of Asia you name versus me naming members of the band Asia. You go first. I'll okay. allow you to go first. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going home empty-handed. Just try. Just name someone. First names. Um, if, you, if you do first you names, mean, do a first name. I'll, I'll spot you the last name. If, if you hit the first name, I'll give you the last name. <laughs> is there a Tom? There is no Tom in Asia. Yeah. But there is a Jeff, G-E-O-F-F, Jeff Downs off the table. There is? Round number two. There is? Go ahead. Oh, God. Um, Come on. Michael? Michael. There is no Michael in Asia, but there is a Carl. Carl Palmer, the drummer. It's off the table. Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, Steve. There is a Steve in Asia. Steve Howe, the guitarist. The score is two to one. The score is two to one right now. The final one. There's one member left. Uh, Jack. You were so close, John. John Wetton. <laughs> You almost tied me, which I don't know what I would have done if somehow you guessed half the members of Asia. What's that? Um, oh, I'm being told. I'm being told. Uh, we have to move on. The producers are saying this is a. The numbers are dropping on this one on this call. All right, I wasn't sure if we do the topic, but I'll, I'll let you. No, know. you want to do the topic? Of course, let's do the topic. The comedy, the Tom yeah, Sharpling comedy boot camp. What? Well, hold on one sec. What? What? All right, tell me, Worm Grunt, what is your what are your comedy goals here? Oh, I mean, it's it's not really anything specific. I mean, I just you know I'm I was was hoping you, the master, could could teach me something i mean i i don't think i'm as funny as i used to be and i think i could use some pointers use some pointers all right well i mean i, I thought that sort of was the gist okay. of the thing no no you made me laugh though when you just said i'm not as funny as i used to be i could use some pointers all right let's let's think <laughs> well in what context would you like to be funny um Maybe in, in like writing, writing, or just like when talk, talking to people, like, you know, you know, writing. Just pick, pick one. Like pick, say, just, I want to make. Pick one. We'll just no okay, judgment. Say, pick yeah, one. say say that for writing. Yeah, yeah. So writing. So like say, Tweets? I, I want to write like a funny Wally video or something. You want to write a funny Wally video? Well, why don't you just do what your heroes, the Muppets, did, and make. Pop culture references. That's what the Muppets did. Muppets are always doing a thing, whether they're talking about uh, uh, 
uh, Christmas Carol, right? Mm-hmm. Or sure, Star Wars, whatever they're making fun of, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you have mm-hmm. Wally, Wacky Man, the puppet that you control, or the puppet that controls you? Not sure. Um, sorry, sorry, let's not go there. <laughs> what? Because again, this guy who calls he. His claim to fame is he operates a puppet named Wally Wacky Man, and this puppet is fun and 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 very joyous, full of life. Why don't you embrace that and make Wally kind of do like the way people do TikTok videos, where they just talk to the camera and cut, do the editing, the way they do those edits. And just clip, 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 mm-hmm. clip, clip. You know what I mean? Get some high energy sure. there. Because if I had to say something, my only criticism of Wally outside of the voice and the design. The general vibe. And the execution and the backstory and the. Outside mm-hmm. of that, it's a home run. <laughs> my okay. only com- true complaint, and I mean this, now I'm going to stop teasing you. If you okay. did a tighter, if you did a snappy video with Wally, because sometimes these Wally videos, they, they, I'm expecting Wally to hold up a newspaper to, to give the date because he's a hostage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like sometimes think, there's a little air, a little little air in the videos. It can be removed. Little air. Sure. Do a tighter, crisp, colorful video. High def. Wally up on the camera talking. Hey, everybody, it's me, Wally Wackyman. Cut. So what's going on today? Cut. You know what I mean? Rather than these videos mm-hmm. where you hear the hear the hum of the 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 truck outside for six minutes. Uh, mm. It's like Eraserhead. Eraserhead has more movement than some of these Wally videos. <laughs> okay. But you know what I mean? Snap it up a little bit. You got the character down. Start snapping it up. Move. Boom, 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 okay. boom. Okay. Okay. Bye, bye. Yeah. Let's take one more call real quick here. Hello, Best Show. Hanging by strings. You dance and sing. It's Your nice. master shows you the way. You tap your feet to a rhythmless beat, and from the stage you cannot stray. The strings jerk tight as you try to fight for your chance to get away, but you snap right back, and you do your act again and again every day. I saw the name on the screen, and I was praying that... And that's how it works sometimes. There's magic in the world, my friends. This is a world that's full of magic, right? We know it's full of magic. Segway. Magic. Sometimes we have fun with the magic in the world, right? Don't we have fun? Don't we have fun with the magic in this world? There's so much fun to be had in this world, isn't there? There's so much fun. Twenty-year-old Frankie. So much fun. 
married, he's got a kid. And he's working in a factory. He's working from seven to five. Mother chip control in readiness. Sonic assassins cleared for space flight. Countdown starting now. 30. Countdown started. All units prepare for activation. 25. Production androids activated. Now. The tape is rolling. The red orb is glowing. 20. Audience receptor units activated. Now. 15. Music distribution equipment activated. Now. 10. 9 Um, I was wondering who your favorite adult film star was. I'll hang up and listen. All right. Uh, yeah, you always got to have one fool on the last show. You got to always have one fool on. So there's one to fill the fool. Mike and Mayor back. What's up, Mike? Yeah, you think it's July 24th. No, Pine Fall Gate. Can you imagine if this was 1983? There comes the other one. Okay, but, you know, listen. Mike and Mayor back has to get on the ass.
if I feel blessed, a little through It's always been, always will until the Are you administering the coin flip? I mean, you must be on the 50. You must literally be like out there. Burt Kreischer's got the commemorative coin flipping it to start Super Bowl 57 for that amount of money. This is the rub. Oh, no. They don't tell you your seats until Friday. Get out of here. You don't know where you're sitting. I mean, I want to storm the Capitol. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think those guys felt like they were misrepresented? I I don't even know who I gave the money to. Oh, my God. so hard and crying. I don't even know who I, I don't even know when I get my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Bert. <laughs> it's the greatest heist ever. It's <laughs> in the puppy bowl. Bert's going to the puppy bowl.
be NBC. Uh, yes, hi. I'd like to be a love slave. Yeah, uh, who's a love slave would you like to be? Uh, I guess Barbara. Yeah. And uh, I'd be a very good love slave because I'm very weak as a person. I'm a weak being. <laughs> I'm a grovel and I'm miserable. I, I will suffer at my master's feet. Mistress's feet. No, exactly. Sorry. I'm sorry. Too bad Barbara's not here right now. She go. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> not, not, do you mind? Do you mind being a love slave to a girl while she's doing her nails? Is that the uh, Barbara's case? You would have to do her nails, in fact, for her probably. You'd have to bite her nails for her probably as well. And do you know your way around Bloomingdale's? Excuse me. Do you know your way around Bloomingdale's? All right. Well, that's. I think it's perfect for Barbara then. Do you know where the you know where the uh, perfume section is? Yes, sir. I will sit at her feet. Of course, she's at the perfume counter. In fact, all Bloomingdale's, the whole store is a perfume counter. They spray you every two seconds in Bloomingdale. I can't walk from one side of the store without being sprayed every ten seconds. Okay, uh, I, this, this sounds like a good Barbara Love. Yes, it does. Okay, we have this guy's number as well? Yes, we do. Okay. There's a lot of guitar. The instrumentals are technically good. The people playing the instruments are good at playing the instruments. That does not matter at all. I do not care. It's not a masterpiece. It's not experimental. It's not avant-garde. It's just crappy folk rock. It's crappy folk rock that some that Captain Beefheart was like, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if I did this? <laughs> and just switched around the audio stuff. Uh, low to like brown like Hello and welcome back. Today, yeah, maybe one of the most controversial uh, albums that have ever been made. 1969 Captain Beefheart Trout Mask Replica. I want to talk about the album. I want to talk about the edition I have, the, the, the third man records pressing. And yeah, see here, here, the trouble, the controversy begins. Is this a trout? I think it's a cow, but I'm not much of a fisherman, so maybe it's a trout. I'd say it's a cow, but, but anyhow. As I said, 1969, Captain Beefheart goes and produces the album with his magic band. And This is DJ Coop, and you are listening to Metal Madness, where we review music that will make your head explode. And in my first episode, we will be talking about Iron Maiden's biggest album, Number of the Beast. It was 1982, and the satanic panic was on the rise. Don't you worry about the hit over the head, man. I'm just worried about where we're going from here. Is it this stratosphere, man? And there they are. With the mania and the mania. And one guy in We can go ahead and take the whole hot camera. Don't you worry about the hit over the head. 
commitment. I'm just worried about where we're going from here. Is it this stratosphere, man? Is it the common sphere with the madness and the mania as one guiding force? We could go ahead and take the whole I w- am Hello? Hello? Yeah. Louise? She's... Yes. Yeah, Lou, I just want to tell you, I like the new album. I hope you shoot a lot of dope. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Oh, right to take... Shut up! Will you shut up! Shut up! Shut, 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 shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Oh, shut up. Shut up! Shut up! possible to be a part of this wonderful comeback by this amazing band. Deep in your face, the time. 
Whole lot of nothing going on, as to paraphrase Jerry Lee Lewis. Um, I know I didn't. Uh, I I got to. Uh, uh, well, let me unplug this first of all, because that hum is murdering me. There we go. Right there, it is. It's good. The hum's gone now. Can we throw the one mic on so I can say hi to my friend, please? How are you, friend? I'm good, friend. How are now, you? This is my friend, and is is all of our friends. Uh, Martin from from Malmo, Sweden. That's right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Long time no see. Yes. And you are here. It's exciting. Thank you for coming by. You see the new setup here, right? It's very exciting. Isn't it crazy? It's a great space. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. How are you? I'm very well. Um, it was uh, quite an experience watching the uh, sound collage yes, and take shape. Thank you. Because some people say, people. I've heard people think it's all pre-recorded and stuff. It's like, I'm building He just pushes right a button and... Thank you, thank you. And this is the new development, which I'll do here just to highlight it so people can make note of this. For example, I can do this now. Hey. Hey. Why is it working? Hey. Oh, you rat bastard. I'm gonna murder somebody. <laughs> Somebody's getting murdered. But I got a new, probably me. Um, I can yeah. attest to it being live. I, yes. I was going like, oh, and it starts going and <laughs> can loop it. And got all this equipment now, courtesy of uh, our friend Beck Berger. Oh, oh I, I know why. Be like this. Uh, right? I was going to ask because I. Thought it looked like one of the one he uses, the same kind of. Yeah, Vic gave this to me. So, thank you, Vic Berger. Game rec recognizes game. Mm -hmm. I love Vic. 
Love Doug Pamela, Tim, everybody. So what's going on? What brought you to the States, as they call it? Well, I wanted to visit one last time, as I've told you before. One last time? Oh, no. Before it all ends. Oh, before it, just in the general sense. Yes. I don't know if you meant it was going to end for you. (laughs) No, no, no. Or for all of us. Yeah, of course. Um, Well, this is what I would like to do for one second, if you don't mind. I have to go to the washroom, as they say in Canada, because I've been sitting here for three hours straight. Can you talk in Swedish until I come back? Sure. Any specific topic? Whatever you want to talk about. Okej, Tom lämnar studion, tar av sig hörlurarna och går ut. Och eh, välkomna till den bästa showen med mig, Martin Degell. Jag tar över lite här medan Tom eh, tvättar ansiktet lite grann. Eh, vi har precis hört en fantastiskt eh, ljudkollage som eh, var otroligt imponerande att se. Eh, se live och... Nu är vi här i studion och jag måste säga att det här är en fantastisk studio. Det är lite varmare än vad jag trodde det skulle vara, men det beror ju på naturligtvis lamporna. För er som inte känner mig, jag har lyssnat på The Best Show i säkert 15 års tid eller något sånt. Jag har varit inblandad i olika aspekter av programmet också. Jag drev länge en blogg. Som heter eh, Best, Show, eh, Best Show Vault. Som vissa av er kanske känner till. Eh, det blev sedan en podcast som heter Best Show Gems. Eh, och sen har jag även gjort eh, Best Show Best ett tag innan. Eh, jag slutade med det för ett par år sedan. Eh, och nu är jag här. Första gången i Los Angeles. Och eh, här kommer Tom tillbaka. Och han tar på sig lurarna. And we're back. There was a part of me so tempted to leave <laughs> and just listen on my phone as I drove away. And I'm a pro, so I'd just going. be here for the remainder exactly. of my stay here. Exactly, because you're also a dedicated broadcaster. You know what it's like. Yeah. Now, you uh, you are what we call a film buff. True. What's your favorite movie of the last year? Oh my god. Could it be Top Gun? I didn't see Top Gun. You didn't see it? I did not see it. Oh, so you weren't um I'm the one. You didn't save cinema? I did not. I was actually rooting for the death of cinema, so I didn't see Top Gun. Did you see what Spielberg told Tom Cruise? He said they saved cinemas uh but Yes. Mike? Yes, Tom. Did you did you see Top Gun Maverick? I saw it on my uh hijacked fire stick. Sure. Just how they had uh <laughs> wanted it to be <laughs> watched. So I'm with you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's watching it. I didn't save on cinema. Black and white TV. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I didn't uh, exactly enjoy it. Okay. Didn't ex- exactly enjoy it. Now that's because you're from Don't take this the wrong way. You're not from America, so you're a a bad guy. (laughs) Can I ask Martin a question? Hi, Mike. Hi, Martin. How are you? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Nice surprise. Yeah. Um, What do you think of uh, Roy Anderson? I think he's he's my favorite director, living director now. 
Yeah, I I really like him. Um, I don't is like. He popular in Sweden? He is kind of popular. I mean, uh, uh, I mean at least amongst the art house crowd, and mm-hmm. I mean I don't think his movies are broadly popular because okay. they're so uh, very unique, Why? right? <laughs> yeah, visually and so on, and uh, I do like them. I'm. I don't think he's going to make any more movies. He's quite old now and mm-hmm. a bit frail, I think. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. And his most popular movies are, of course, the Ernest movies. Ernest Goes to Camp, <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> no, uh, uh, check jail. out uh, Songs from the Second Floor. Okay. I think that's his masterpiece. Okay. Have you seen Actually, that every movie from that point on, I would say, are great. Yeah. Okay. So what would I'm going to take a call while you think about what the best movie of last year was? All right. Hello, best show. Hi, this is Mark from Colorado. Mark from Colorado, how are you? Very well. How are you? Good. Good. We're going to go have to go a little fast tonight, Mark. We're over. We're we're going into bonus round here, but I didn't want anybody who was on hold for as long as you were to not get on the air. I apologize for not getting to you sooner. But there is no guarantee that every call gets the full best show experience. I wish I could make that guarantee. I cannot. But I'm giving you the best I can right now, Mark. Thank so you. are you calling about the topic? Do you want to be funnier? Are you going ready to go Tom Sharpman comedy boot camp? Sir, yes, sir. I like that already. So what kind of how do you want to be funny? Tell me. What, like how what, are you a performer? Are you uh, doing uh, meetings and you want to be funnier in a meeting? What would work for you? What, what are you looking for? No, Tom, I'm an internet troll trying to get funnier when I make fun of everything. Well, tell me who's the last target of your internet trolling? Well, recently a video game came out called Hogwarts Legacy mm-hmm. from the notorious turf JK Rowling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so of course, yeah, so making you... fun of that. Mhm. Okay. So you've been making forgive me one of your best zingers to make fun of Hogwarts game. More like Dog Bart's legacy. Look, I I don't have any room to help you. I think you've. I might ask you for help. Hogwarts, <laughs> more like dog fart. Now tell me, Mark. Right? So you said that. Why don't you? Um, hmm. What would be the goal to get a rise out of J.K. Rowling herself? I don't know. I mean, that's a large target. We could narrow it down. Like we can make fun of some of, or troll, as they say, some of the earlier callers, mushroom guy. I don't know if you know how trolling works. It would be personal. Time goes in one direction generally. So you're going to troll people who called and concluded their call already. You ain't much of a troll. He's still in the chat, though, right? Okay. I've already well, leave, leave seen, him as alone. an internet troll. I've leave already him alone. What's well, your big... 
I mean, we pick another one. There's another look. I'm saying first we go after J.K. Rowling, but you don't like that target. No, go after J.K. Rowling. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just messing around, man. Man, you are not a good troll, Mark. You'd get kicked out of troll school. I'm trying. Why don't That's you why I'm here, dude. Well, then uh, start I'm, tweeting. It. This, is not, this or... is not troll school. This is not troll school. I've tried to be funny with them. Okay, you know? then, write to, then write to J.K. Rowling and just go, uh, go. hey, I'd like to maybe do another Harry Potter book. I uh, have some thoughts. And uh, and it's har- Harry Potter gets a job at uh, where? Aubon Pan. Thoughts? What I mean is he working front of house, back of house? I don't know. Front of house at Aubon Pan. Oh, you are so weird. Isn't that a restaurant? I don't know. Yes, yeah, a fancy restaurant that has the food under heat lamps. <laughs> I've, I've never been there. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. I don't troll. live in a big city. It's okay. You don't live in a big city. Yeah, blame it on that. Okay, well, let me put it in terms <laughs> you understand. Seven Eleven. Now, do you follow? Can you hang with me they now? They got a back of house too. They got a back of house too. How high are you right now? And I'm not even judging. Just tell me how high are you right now? <laughs> What's the scale? Um. Well, the scale of your place is probably pretty light right now because you smoked everything. See, that's how you zing. <laughs> <laughs> not nearly that funny what i just said <laughs> now you need to just first of all don't be a troll what are you doing go make your go go stake your own claim in life be proud of yourself don't just be don't just be somebody who got a rise out of somebody else what about prank calls oh that, that's fine who are you gonna <laughs> prank? What are you, who are you gonna prank phone call me is this a prank right now no, this is real. It I is? mean, mostly real. It's mostly real? Yeah. Oh, Mark. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Well, you know. Be creative. Be creative. Be, crea- be creative with your tweets. Be creative. Create weirdness. Say something weird to J.K. That's Rowling. Ra- just say like, uh, Let's just say, like, hey, I want to do uh, any chance. I'm gonna fu- I know your address. I'm going to kill you and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Go away. What a douche. Holy moly. Is that really Happy my audience? Happy Valentine's to you. Oh, this is you. not. Happy Valentine's to you. Oh, I don't enjoy you. this. Happy <laughs> Valentine's, dear Tom. Half of them are gone. Half of them are gone. Look at this. Who ate half of these? Love this. This is the. I tell you. They just left. It ain't like this. So Adam Carolla ain't getting half a box of Russell Stover. You work over at Ace. Ace don't do that. <laughs> Welcome to the best show, Final Caller. Hello. How are you? 
sleepy. Been waiting all night, but good. Yeah, good well, welcome know. to the show. I appreciate you being a part of it. What's going on? Thank you so much. Yeah, long time, uh, long time first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's what's this boot camp about? I'm, I'm here to learn. Now, how do you want to be funny? Well, let's see. So, I'm one of the one of those local comedians down in Oklahoma City. I've been doing it for like eight years now. Okay. Trying to figure out how to get past it. All my friends are out in LA now, and I'm just here hosting open mics in Italian restaurants, trying to figure out how to. What's the biggest crowd you've played step. to? What's the biggest crowd you've played to? Uh, Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, which is like upwards of 250, 300 people. Were, were you the headliner? Who headlined that night? No, it was for, it was for a, uh, one of those alt shows, late, the ah. Late Late Breakfast. Uh, mm-hmm. Just sort of like, yeah. yeah. Who, who are the here? Who's a, who's a comedy? Well, first of all, what is your name? I'm, I'm, I missed your name. Oh, hello, yeah. Hello, uh, Jamie from Oklahoma City. That's nice. Ja- Jamie? Yes, sir. Jamie, it's so nice to meet you. Um, nice now, to meet you as well. Now, Jamie, who who would be a comedy hero for you? Who's whose stand up would you like to um, replicate or not replicate, but to, to, to be in the spirit of? Yes, to emulate. Thank you. In the spirit of, um, I've been lucky enough to like work with uh, some venues and run sound and lights for some places. I met Pepitone, became pals with Eddie Pepitone. Eddie He's Pepitone. a good example of like a uh, okay. Eddie Pepitone, yeah, legend. But nobody can do um, what Eddie Pepitone does. I hope you're going to find your own version no, of your own no, thing. Okay. Precisely. Yeah, find my own mania to attach so to. So let's hear a minute of your act, Jamie. Oh, no. Okay. Um, I've uh, I've been working in a movie theater recently, which is nice. But what's even better is being accepted by all the uh, goth, non-binary 15-year-olds, which has been nice. Um but please, by all means, tell me what law I'm breaking by vaping with them out by the dumpsters. That feels wrong. Okay, I like um, that. That's very funny. One of, one of my coworkers, thank you. One of my, uh, you can get your favorite movie on your name tag at the movie theater. One of my coworkers has uh, Grant Predator on his his name uh, tag that's been killing me lately. That's very funny. That Yeah, killer. Yeah. It's been working. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's funny. Jamie, I don't know what to say. Yeah, that, those are funny jokes. Stuff. Well, thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. But maybe, but the only thing I would um, say it's what I told the other stand-up: get the get everything mm-hmm. you can out of it. Talk about every aspect of working yeah. at the movie theater. Want Is there a way to talk about what <laughs> you would? What movie is on your name tag then? To build off of that, because that's a funny, funny thing. But it's over before you know it. Grant it Predator is, is so funny. Just keep going it's with so it. It's so funny. And they didn't even allow me to get, apparently only uh, like supervisors get to have uh, their name, their favorite movie on their name tag. Nobody a little knows. bit of a, a buffer there. Whole thing, Jamie. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody you knows. blur it a little bit. I know. No. Because again, every stand-up is lying. <laughs> yeah, oh, no I was one... on my way to the, the, the club tonight and this happened. Well, really? Day. That's why when I heard you Precisely. tell this six yeah, months ago, it Last also week. happened to you again. Happened six months ago when I first heard you tell the joke, and then a second time somebody yelled at you. Just do what There's you need. There's people still doing that from pre-pandemic material. It's very good. Yeah. The other week, it's like, no, nah, I've I've seen you since. And every stand-up now starts and does as if we were so concerned about what they were doing during the pandemic. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I was in the pandemic. I couldn't do live shows. Yeah, no kidding. Nobody could do anything. That's <laughs> like like we didn't. What's like, so I was being held back by the pandemic. Oh, oh, you were the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, right. I'm walking What's through the grocery store with gloves that... on. <laughs> there was a, there's a whole, uh, I suppose, generation of comics in Oklahoma City that started in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Scary, scary yeah. time indeed. Well, I think I, that's my advice to you, Jamie. You got yeah. those are funny jokes, funny premises. Get as much as you can out of it. Just keep going with it. Go deeper with it, and go go further with it, because you're you're on track. Funny is funny, and you were funny. You made me laugh twice. <laughs> Appreciate you, Tom. All right. Well, you, you have so you have a great night. Bye bye. You too. Happy Valentine's. Oh, happy Valentine's Day to you, too. Now, Martin, did you figure a movie out? Anything? I have two recommendations. Yes, what are they? Uh, technically, maybe not even 2022. Okay. But it'll do. Two real egghead recommendations. Sure. What are uh, they? Petite Maman. Ah, yes. Petite Maman. From, uh, by Celine Schiema, Celine who, who Schiema. made... Uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, yes. which may, many people have seen. I yes, think. which came out about three years ago. Yes, and then uh, Joanna Hogg's The Souvenir, okay. Part One and Two. Okay, two great movies. Right. So check Portrait it out. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I feel like I get points for wanting to see it and being like, "Oh, I would watch that." That kind of counts. That's halfway there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but the Petite Maman is is uh, even better. I think. Okay. And that stands for the little... Little mom. The little mom. Mother, yeah. Okay. I enjoyed these movies last year. Lighthouse, was that last year? No, it was two, three years ago. You liked uh, Triangle of Sadness. I liked Triangle of Sadness a lot. Did you like that? I haven't seen it actually. You haven't seen Ooh. very oh, controversial. I can't believe you haven't seen, especially the since movie. it's a Swedish movie. Yes. So. No, I liked it a lot because you know why? It tells you these rich people they're all animals. Because Martin, it's a triangle of sadness. I'm telling you. And the best part of it is that that we talked a lot about on Double Threat, the uh, Woody Harrelson, the Alec Baldwin watching the trailer and trying to figure out. It's like I saw a trailer where Woody Harrelson was throwing up, and I wasn't sure what it was. And it made me. And then I wasn't sure what was going on with the trailer. Be back next week. The great celebrity bring along is next week. Listen, Martin, I, I uh, I'm so happy you got to come by and, and hang out for a little bit. Thanks for having me. Please come back if we survive when you thought it would end. You have to come back again. Of course. And you can also call in anytime you want. You call in anytime you want. Why don't you call in? Because it's in the middle of the night. Why don't you call in? Why don't, why don't, why don't you call in? Oh, this thing is.
I know why Vic gave me this because he wants me to ruin my show and make it not good anymore so that that way office hours can win the war. Never! We will tie. Thank you, everybody. Best show back next week. I appreciate it. Thank you, Martin. Thank you to everybody, and thanks for the beautiful, beautiful uh, Valentine's Day wishes from the staff of Forever Dog and the Best Show. What a what a blessing. Bye-bye. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Burke. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.